Profanity. <laughs> Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. the Mark Geekmore podcast, your favorite podcast where you come to watch, listen, and uh, and hear four people talk, debate, and argue over their favorite top four, Mount Rushmore, if you will, other favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell, if you're watching us on video on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, uh, or if you're listening to the audio version a week from now, uh, it is uh, Mount Geekmore of comic book sidekicks. I am Nary Signs with me as usual. Not over here, but over there is David. Uh, say hi, Howdy. David. Howdy. And then we have uh, Debona. What up, y'all? The wallpaper's back. And the wallpaper is back. We are no longer in the uh, church uh, confessionals. Uh, and uh, Mike Mercadal. Yo, I'm actually in a church confessional, but it's all green. <laughs> and I have I have edited it all out. Nice. But someone is confessing to uh, so many sins. So many. Uh, don't you think you took it a little too far with the Catholic Church jokes? <laughs> Don't you think the Catholic Church took a little too far? <laughs> that was the best. That's uh, not related to what we're talking about today, though. Today we are talking about uh, the uh, sidekicks, man. The uh, the second bananas. The uh, the the they they can't get no respects, uh, guys. Uh, so this is gonna be a fun one. All right. Um, how did you guys select your how did you guys select your picks? David, start us off with how you selected your picks. All right, so one of the things that I considered was how how good was this character as a, a sidekick because some of the it's it's very difficult for a character to remain a sidekick forever. So oftentimes they'll branch off and they'll become uh, their own hero or their own villain or whatever it is and then um, I, I tried to judge the character based on how they were in the duo and not how they were outside of it, right? Uh, so if he's your pick, don't say anything. But like Robin, for example, right? Uh, I would judge Dick Grayson based on how he was as Robin with Batman and not as Robin or Nightwing outside of his crime fighting with Batman. That's weird that you thought of Dick Grayson as Robin. All right, go ahead. Uh, to each his own. Um, all right. Uh, so that's how you made your selection. Uh, were there any caveats? Were there any self-made rules that you made for yourself? Uh, no, just that. I, I, I would, you know, I guess if if they spent more time as a solo hero than a sidekick, I think that... I, I wouldn't think of them as a sidekick, you know, if they, you know, spent an issue or two in a comic book as a sidekick and then did their own thing after that, you know, I don't know that I would consider that, but uh, I guess technically they were a sidekick for that time. 
Uh, so that's it. You don't have any other caveats. You don't have any. They must have been. They must have appeared in a comic book prior to appearing in any other media first. Caveats. Uh, I, we we did talk about that, but I I don't I don't think so. I don't think that matters. Oh, okay. I I just know how you are. So I. Oh, think, okay. Because <laughs> you usually put a lot of rules. You usually make rules for yourself. You're a rules guy. So I I, I, I make, am I am yeah. So, um, I get where yeah. you're going with that one now. Yeah. All right, um, Debona. So uh, similar to Dave, I, I took into consideration whether or not, you know, when you think about this person, do you think of them as a sidekick or do you think of them as what they went on to be later? Uh, and that helped me narrow out a couple who went on to do greater things than when they were just a sidekick. I, I wanted to make sure that the people I picked here, their legacy was being a sidekick, not necessarily what they went on to do later in their career. Um, and I also limited myself to one per label uh, just to kind of help me because there's one label that's far more fond of sidekicks than some of the others. And so it would have been real easy to do this just in the one uh, print. And then as I kind of kept going, I ended up just doing, yeah, one per label. And like I said, I want their legacy to be them as a sidekick. When you think of them, you don't think of their solo career or what they did on their own. You immediately think of them at that person's right hand side. All right. Uh, Merck, Mike. Uh, I thought we were doing the Chuck Norris movie sidekicks. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's it. We weren't on the fly. <laughs> I am coming up. No, um, honestly, I don't, I didn't know as many sidekicks cause I don't consider so many of these. Like when I looked up like stuff, I was like, Oh, that's, I don't think of like, and again, if, if it's on your list, don't say anything. But like Falcon is not a sidekick to me. But that's kind of how we got, that's how we started. I started on the comics as Captain America's partner. Side, side, sidekick. And then also it was like, what about them is interesting? Like, like what is a good sidekick? And in my mind, I just, I'm not a DC guy. And DC is chock full of sidekicks that I'd never fucking heard of. Correct. And, and I can't just do a whole mountain of Robins, but like, which is a goddamn shame. But but the whole point of like <laughs> it's like hard to go. technically you could, you could absolutely do. In theory, there'd be you could, and then there would still be honorable mentions. There, there yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, but but D, I feel like sidekicks is an example of like old school comic book thinking, and then like that's why I feel like so many of my choices have been clouded by like the MCU and and like just like the x-men like teams because also they're like are they a part of a team or are they a sidekick you know like those those kind of questions because you know like who on the x-men is a sidekick right i had this issue see, with yeah. uh with jubilee at one point if, if anybody picked jubilee which i doubt but i did have this issue with jubilee it's like she did a good long run as essentially just wolverine sidekick but also, I mean, she's a full-blown X-Man, so... But she's also... She was training to be an X-Man. Right. Not necessarily just a sidekick. And also, like, in the movies, there's a bunch of good movie sidekicks that I didn't want tainting my comic book opinion. Right. So then it just became a thing of, like, well, which ones do I remember and stood out? And then that's kind of it. Like, it's just, like, personal... Abso absolutely personal memory, first, first thought, best thought kind of thing. So, uh, Wikipedia defines sidekick. I feel like I'm doing them like a graduation uh, 
uh, speech. Uh, the, the dictionary defines sidekick as um, a close companion or colleague, not necessarily in fiction, who is or is generally regarded as subordinate to the one accompanying. Uh, the other definitions, uh, other definitions, uh, include like uh, being taught, like there are being, there are, uh, it's, um, masters. Yeah. Apprentice, uh, of something. So that choir. Yeah. So that's what the, uh, I, um, listen, man, I'm telling you right now, my, uh, if there was ever, a time that I was going to get a perfect mountain, it would not be tonight. (laughs) I I promise you the Vegas odds of me getting a perfect mountain today. If you take those odds, man, take those odds. Just put down a hundred dollars. You're going to lose a hundred, but if you win, you're going to win so much more money. (laughs) I am not getting a perfect mountain today. It's an impossibility. in a high improbability. I want to say of getting a perfect mountain. Uh, I haven't gone way left field over here uh, with some of my picks. Ah. Some of my my picks are going to be like, well, of course, but some of my picks are going to be like, what the fuck? Some of you may get upset that you think that I'm not taking this list list serious. So that's how left field some of my fucking picks are. Mm. Um, I have already come up with uh, pictures. And so because this is now also a a visual um, format as well as an audio format, uh, again, Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. Uh, I will be posting some pictures because some some of these you you may some of you may not know. So I'm gonna go ahead and just leave it at that. That's how I came up with my collection. And we're left field, baby. Gonna be left. You're going. Mary's is gonna be the hipster mountain, whereas like uh, <laughs> it's gonna be like it's artisanal. It's an artisanal sidekick. Uh, you wouldn't know yeah. it. It's very sm- small batch. Uh, sidekick. very seasonal. Mm-hmm. Very 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 small. Uh, area. You wouldn't know about it. it's uh, incredibly exclusive uh, to be a fan of. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck. Uh, but there is. A, I'm a I'm a huge DC guy. Uh, comic, especially with comic books, sp- specifically, especially comic books. I'm a big, very big DC guy. Um, so I, I purposely fought to not make it an all DC mountain because I really wanted to, because I love DC comics, the comic books. So, uh, with that said, let's get it going. With the fourth pick, number four, round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crap. Let's get it on. All right, David. Hit me, man. What is your number four, brother? Uh, my number four uh, was actually the first one to pop in my mind um, because of the long-running title of the series that he had. Even though he had his own series, um, he I don't think anyone thinks of him as anything other than a sidekick. Uh, and it's uh, Jimmy Olsen, mm. uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Excellent uh, yeah, he is... Like Batman had Robin, and that was a way for kids to. Did he? Uh, <laughs> it was a way- gave birth to Robin. It was very yeah. progressive for the time. It was. It was. Um, so it, it was. A, it was a way for for like kids to like kind of get into the story, right? It was like the Watson to to Sherlock, and Superman didn't have that. And so when Jimmy Olsen is introduced, it's a way for for kids to start. 
uh, kind of seeing themselves in the comic. Like instead of saying, I want to be Superman, it's like, oh, but there, but there I am right next to him. And, and what it, that kind of always spoke to me in, in the comics where <laughs> I was about to be like, what kind of fucking nerd kid sees himself in Jimmy Olsen? And you were like, he always spoke to me. Like, <laughs> I identified with C3PO in the star Wars movies. Hey, not Chewie? That's no, me. that's what I'm saying. Like, only the who whose favorite character in Star Wars is C3PO? You're a nerd. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am. It's, um, it's too tight. Yeah, All right. So Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> and I'm sorry. So, Jimmy, yeah, Olsen. J- Jimmy Olsen, his um like his his attitude, like he was never he was never like down about anything. Like, and he was always he's such such a go-getter. And he's willing to put himself like in the middle of danger. To 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 get that shot, right? I'm pretty sure he got turned into a monkey once. Uh, I mean, so many like <laughs> weird and wacky things happened to him in in the 50s and 60s. Um, it was a dark time for DC Comics. <laughs> uh, that that's As so you, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, J- Jimmy Olsen. He's he's that guy who, um, like, we we all kind of it, in. In some weird way, we kind of, even though Superman is like ridiculously cool and we want to be like Superman, we kind of wanted to be like Jimmy Olsen a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, I, I wanted to tag along. I wanted to be there on the adventures. I wanted to get the pictures. I wanted to be his friend and I wanted him to be my friend. And, and that's what, what Jimmy yeah. Olsen always felt like. You could tell, you could tell you're not a younger brother. That's what you <laughs> because that's what you are as a younger brother you're always the fucking tag along you're always the friend you're never the one in the that's and that was me so that's why i was like i don't want to be fucking jimmy olsen i want to be the fucking head dude in the park. <laughs> the fuck? i don't want to be that guy hey. i am that guy <laughs> jimmy olsen got a spin doctor song written about him i don't see superman with that one going for him yeah all of public media if only superman had songs written about him hmm. doctors, let's see let's see uh, <laughs> if i go crazy then will i still be your superman yeah there's a thousand songs by of superman like titled superman it's got it but yeah, i get, I, get I never saw jimmy olsen as a psychic uh, i told you this earlier dave I, had, I was having a conversation with you i never saw him as a psychic uh i'm not saying he's not a psychic i'm just saying I never saw him as a sidekick. If anything, uh, Jimmy Olsen is Clark's sidekick. It's Clark's friend. Because normal humans, that, it, like, Clark wasn't teaching him anything. It wasn't like Jimmy wanted to be a reporter. Jimmy was great at being a photographer. He didn't want to be a reporter. Jimmy's not. T- Clark wasn't. Well, that's that's not golden, necessarily true. He did golden want- Age, Silver Age, Super uh, Superman comics uh, is 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 the Jimmy Olsen I think of when you talk about him as yeah. a sidekick. Like when you go back to those older Superman comics, he very much was uh, Superman's tag along. Yeah. Yeah, be- because he was tagging along with Clark, he was tagging along with Superman because inevitably there'd be that costume change and there he was with Superman, right? And then it would be that sort of thing where after all of the action had like finished, he'd turn around and be like, Clark, did you just see? And then Clark's gone, right? Uh, so he... and, and, and a shitty friend. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just the worst. There's no. You should have seen it. Superman I, was here. Where have you been, man? Why do you always leave when there's danger, Clark? What kind of pussy are you? Yeah, you missed Superman and everything. Aren't you a journalist, you pussy? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? 
<laughs> Jimmy well, Olsen's getting pissed that, off because Clark got the stories, even though he wasn't what there. Clark was supposed to be teaching him. Clark was supposed to be teaching him journalism. How how it is that you're supposed to be a journalist? He was when working his way up. From, you fucking run yeah. journalism one on one. Make shit up later in the American way. You run away and then you write about what you hear happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You get the passerbys, you get the fucking people around them, and then you interview them, and the less intelligible they sound, the more you fucking quote them. All right? Correct. Ask a guy about the leprechaun in the neighborhood. He'll fucking tell you. Um, uh, all right. So, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, the Bono, what do you got for your number four? Uh, speaking of hipstery artisanal picks, uh, my number four is a character who can literally only say one word. Um, is a creation of my favorite comic book author of all time, Brian K. Vaughn. My number four is Lion Cat from uh, Saga. Dude, I thought you were going to say Groot. Uh, no, um, he, he can say three words. Well, yeah, he can say three I, I have words. Saga right over there uh, in the other confessional, and I have I've, I, I want to read it so bad. Like I want to. It's like Saga, I haven't cracked it open, but I heard it's amazing. Saga is absolutely incredible. Yeah. It's a space opera. Um, right, so wait, wait, wait. What, who, what's the name of it? What's the name? Lying, L Y I N G, Lying Cat, and Lying Cat is a tiger-sized house cat he looks like one of those uh, hairless ones from friends the why is it inside out cat gross and um but he's the size of a tiger and he follows around a bounty hunter named the will and what lying cat does is lying cat will say lying whenever anyone around him is talking and tells a lie it's a very specific thing that this breed of cat is made to do they always have to follow the rules and the way that they work is they have to they have to point out whenever anybody's lying and i know that that sounds like a character that's not worth mentioning but when you read saga lying cat is such an integral part of who the will is the will is the name of the bounty hunter that he follows around Mm. And Lion Cat becomes so important to what the Will does and is the Will's best friend. He's a bounty hunter. He doesn't associate with people. He sounds he like the worst wingman of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'm sorry, honey. I got an early morning tomorrow. I can't sleep over. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. Uh, Lion Cat uh, is, has been shown to fight. Lion Cat has taken down um, armed adversaries. I mean, he can hold his own when the will gets into it with people. But um, he ends up with his his one word that he can say. He ends up being an integral part of so many storylines and with also keeping the will um, true to what he's supposed to be doing and keeping him in check. Because even when he's just kind of sitting around bullshitting himself about what he thinks he's doing or why he believes that it's good or bad or whether or not this bounty's worth it or what he should be doing. Lion Cat calls him on his own shit, even when it's just the two of them. It's this incredible dynamic that they have between a man and a cat. And it's this weird, weird thing that, like I said, I know that based on this description does not sound like he necessarily deserves a spot on this mountain. (laughs) But when you read Saga, Lion Cat becomes so cool in in and uh back when we did video game weapons i I kept using the phrase um you know elegance and simplicity and and that's what lion cat is lion cat can fight can hold his own and he calls you on your bullshit i mean he keeps you straight and honest about what you should be doing and he ends up being a great character who's there from the very first issue of saga uh which i highly recommend to anybody who has not read it so my number four is lion cat interesting Mm. 
<laughs> I want to read Saga so bad. It's, I keep putting it off. I don't know why. Dude, it's so I I I love Whatever. everything Brian K. Vaughn. Like uh, I love Why the Last Man. I'm very excited for the TV show. Um, uh, it, not Invincible. Um, Deus Ex. Ah, there's Lion Cat. Um, and like I said, he like I said, he he looks like one of those Sphinx cats, but he's the size of a tiger. So it, he's also terrifying. I don't trust any man who has a cat over a dog. I don't fucking. I'm just gonna. Say it's it. a fucking tiger-sized cat. <laughs> sees a sees a guy with a tiger and you're like pussy get a dog fuck this dude get a dog you walking around with your with your dachshund like real men have dogs that is uh all right uh that's lion the cat uh or lion cat what fuck you call him uh mike what's your number four man my number four is barbara gordon batgirl oh awesome Specifically, table. Is table, table. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> table, 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 table. Mesa, Mesa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Am I muted? Am I muted? Oh. Table. Entiendo. <laughs> my, uh, my number four is Battle Cat from him. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's all cat round four. Ranger's not a bad pick. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been allowable. There are comics. Yeah, no, but he's not a psychic. He he's not a psychic. He's, he's a mode of transportation. He's a mode of transportation. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I don't Battle know. Cat can hold his own. Yeah, no, yeah. more than hold his own. Uh, he men ain't teaching better cat shit. Fact. Yeah. <laughs> he not teaching better cat a fucking goddamn thing. Battle cat's like uh, pussy. It's over here. Uh, I, I know where to go. I fucking I, yeah. Hey, my sense of smell is better than your shit. Come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, Battlecat's not a fucking uh, sidekick at all. Um, anyways, my number four is Bob, Agent of Hydra. Uh, nice. Honorable mention. Love that pick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he is uh, Deadpool. He worked with Deadpool. Hmm. He has absolutely zero powers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, uh, the Wikipedia page describes him as having uh, a great um, ability to run from danger. <laughs> run from danger is what his Wikipedia says. And um, in one issue, Deadpool says that he thinks that Bob can run away from danger better than anybody else on the, that he's ever seen. <laughs> so, that's Bob's special ability. He looks cool as fuck. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, digging the look. He's got. He's got. He's got that V, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the line. He's got that line. Uh, anyways, so that's my number four. Uh, it's a also got movie. a uh, got a movie cameo in Deadpool too. He did get a movie uh, cameo. Uh, uh, they couldn't necessarily use it. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Unofficially, it's. <laughs> Bob Agent of Hydra, but it's but he was like, was he Bob in and in, in Deadpool? He was somebody yeah. else. He was another name, wasn't there? Another name? He called him Bob. He, no, he goes. Sure. He's he, like Bob. There was, there was another. There was another. You're right. There was another character in part two. Remember what was his name? The regular ass dude. What was his name? Was it Terrence? What the fuck? Oh no, you're talking about uh, Pete or whatever Pete. his name. Was. Yes, yes, Pete from. Uh, from part two, when he tries to get the, yeah. when you know he's part of the team and shit for like a split second, and he's like the only one that doesn't die, but then he ends yeah, up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Bob uh, makes a cameo, and uh, I think wouldn't it be great if they bring that back for Deadpool three? 
Well, the MCU. I know we're not. This is off topic, but I know that I, the best idea I've heard for Deadpool in the MCU is to make a version of Deadpool kills the Marvel universe oh. and have and have him kill all of the Fox um, X Men. Did you did you post this on your Facebook? Recently? Yeah, yeah, I shared yeah. it. I saw someone post it, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Like it's too good. It's too perfect. They would never do it exactly as that because that's too perfect." But I love the idea that that's how he gets in. And if you're caught up on Loki, it'll like be. Mm-hmm. It feels possible. Yes, but, sir. But well, Bob, agent of Hydra, I do if like. You're caught uh, up with Loki, then you know. That just like uh, the Boston Celtics, anything is possible. Uh, that reference is a lot funnier when uh, I didn't even remember the name of the guy. What's his name? I, I said, have no idea what you're talking about. You don't remember uh, when what's his name? Um, the Celtics won the championship. Oh, uh, was it Paul Pierce? No, it was the other one. Not uh, Ray. Not Ray. Uh, Rob Paul. Uh, uh, Rondo. No, man, the big fucking. Uh, I hate that guy too. The big ticket was it? The him the big ticket. What the fuck his name is? Anyways, uh, no, uh, that you are uh, <laughs> no, no. Anyway, so he said anything is possible. Like it was like one of those things, and he meant like any dream is possible, or whatever. But he said anything is possible, mm-hmm. and then Key and Peele then made a skit making fun of him, oh, no. and then they're like, oh, anything is possible, and he's like, oh, you mean like metaphorically? He goes, no, literally. Anything is possible, and the show, like, <laughs> you can't like you can't like fly off. Like children, you can fly if you believe it. You can fly off buildings, and it was this whole fucking thing. It was Kevin Garnett who's Kevin which, Garnett. Which I, who I meant when I said Durant. I meant Garnett. Ke- yeah, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin uh, Garnett. I hate that fucking guy. Anyway, um, that was a great pull on my part, but nobody knows sports here. All right, uh, so Bob, agents of Hydra. Uh. Let me see here. All right, let's go to number three. Round three. Oh, wait. Uh, number four is where Jimmy Olsen, a lion cat, uh, bad girl, and Bob, agent of Hydra. Uh, all right. Um, let's go. Number three. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. All right, number threes, man. Uh, David, hit me with your number three. Uh, so my three is the uh, the only non superhero. Okay, did we, hear, uh, we all heard that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was the ice maker in my kitchen. Sorry, I muted my mic, but I realized <laughs> you guys could probably hear it. I was gonna say no. Like Mike was like, "We all heard that." What are you talking about, Mike? What are you? <laughs> no, please. That hasn't been a noise here for fifty years. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so. so my number three is my only non um, superhero comic pick, um, and it's the kid, or uh, l- later renamed Dick Tracy Jr. from oh. from the Dick Tracy comics. Uh, so as classic as a, Dave pick, yeah, it is it is a classic Dave pick. As a as a as a kid, I I obviously saw the Dick Tracy movie. Uh, and became immediately obsessed, uh, bought action figures, uh, T-shirts, hats, uh, comic books, you name it. So um, the kid goes pretty much back to uh, almost the inception of Dick Tracy uh, back back in the early 30s. And uh, very similar to 
to the to the movie. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know the kid's backstory because it's exactly the way it's presented in the comics. He's uh, he's a street urchin, right? He's an orphan who is uh, found by Dick Tracy. He's a street rat. And uh, yeah, yeah, riffraff, <laughs> yeah, yeah. riffraff, street rat. You know, um, I don't buy that. Yeah. yeah, well, if you read the comics, then you will, <laughs> uh, because uh, Dick Tracy adopts him. Uh, he kind of, uh, it, it, I, I think, in in the strictest uh, sense of what a sidekick is, uh, he's probably closest to it on on my mountain because he he really does learn from Dick Tracy. He becomes a detective like his adopted father um, and, uh, and, and kind of takes on that mantle when, when Tracy moves on to, they get really wild in, uh, in, in the sixties, in the Dick Tracy comics, they set up a police station on the moon. There's, there's moon people. <laughs> it's, it is like wild. You gotta and then, stop this moon crime. You see? When, uh, <laughs> when, when the, when the moon landings happened in, in the late sixties and the early seventies, and obviously there's like no people living on the moon. They have to kind of, find a way of working that in so you know they kind of all moved back and all that but around that time that's when the kid grows up and he starts doing his own his own thing and taking over all the stuff that the dick taught him uh back on on earth so it's it's a really cool dynamic he he views dick not just as uh as a father but as um as as his 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 immediate superior uh, kind of in the same way that uh, that Wally West looks at, uh, like the Flash, you know, like I'll, I'll I'll never be that good, you know, I'll never be that guy. So um, yeah, the kid, Dick Tracy. His main villain was Moonface. <laughs> Moonface. Damn you, Moonface. And then he and then he became Peter Pan's son. <laughs> <laughs> That's how acting works. <laughs> that yeah, that's right. That um that we can all agree Dick Tracy's the best comic book adaptation of all time, right? It's, up the, there. it's a perfect film. I, I, I love it. It's I love so it. Good. Perf it's genius, uh-huh. incredibly acted by Dustin Hoffman and, and Al Pacino. Oh, he's great. Madonna, Madonna tour de force performances. <laughs> the set design was immaculate and perfect and not overdone or gaudy in any way. <laughs> the perfect film. Listen, I did, man, I, I hate that movie so much. I did everything that Dave did in reverse. I bought all the fucking merchandise. I had, <laughs> I had the hat. I had the toys. I had this shit because they promoted the fuck out of this. The marketing fucking team was a plus, bro. Give them a fucking raise, and I got them all that. Shit. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, get this fucking shit off. The fuck am I wearing? What is this? <laughs> hey. this hey, the only I will still give credit to the fucking shirt. That silhouette. Fucking t-shirt, yeah. fucking tits. I I had it in black and in yellow. That's how fucking much I love that fucking shirt. But I bought them both before I saw the movie. And then I saw the movie and I was like, I'm fucking out of. I can't take this shit. If so it, bought it, me it, a collection of the Dick Tracy comic, like a like one of those trade paperbacks, and it was awesome. I love that thing. It was yeah, super cool art style. I mean. It's just it's, a it's just well done. Dick, like of Dick the Tracy, era comic. Dick Dick Tracy the the comics, um, they um. They predate uh, Superman and Batman and uh, even the Phantom. So, really? um, yeah, yeah, they, they go back, I think, to 1931. 
1931. Turning around yeah. to grab his number one. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm turning around to look at my uh, my, my volume one. Uh, it's 1931. You know, uh, Superman doesn't even come into existence until uh, 1938. You know, so uh, so you, and and that idea of a rogues gallery. The way that that we see Batman have a rogues gallery where these guys have like like really, really like over the top designs and stuff like that. All that goes back to Dick Tracy. Also, I'm convinced that if that movie didn't exist, Wes Anderson would not have a career. (laughs) <laughs> that is so specific a reference uh, uh. <laughs> okay. so uh I, I i love i love that movie i absolutely love that movie i i know i know it's cheesy i know it's over the top but it's it's exactly what the comic books are um and uh it 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 did for for me what i what i think like the the dark knight or or iron man did for for a lot of people getting into um comic books when when those movies came out so listeners take that into account when you hear any of david's opinions (laughs) (laughs) any of them all of them well that's what we say we're like yeah no your story checks out like there is not a single doubt of yeah um 1931 you said 1931 1931 are you looking for the like the art for the kid no i want to look at the first who's the first comic the first comic book um, um, all right, so this is not a comic book. It was actually comic strips, uh, and then Family they, Circus. Uh, they they were later well, kind of famous funnies. Famous funnies was was up was pretty fucking there. It was 1929. Dell Publishing uh, published the funnies described uh, in the Library of Congress as a short lived newspaper tabloid insert. Um, yeah, so so that that would be a comic strip as well. Uh, well, sixteen pages. <laughs> So, so I don't know what the fuck you. I mean, oh, so it, it, it's pro- it's probably a collection of yeah. of comic strips. The funny for thirty six issues published Saturdays through October 16, 1930. Wow, that's that's kind of what they did with Dick Tracy after the comic books took off um, with Superman. I mean, Superman really was the one who made comic books take off, and he is the first superhero, no doubt. Um, although Superman. not right. Um, they they collected a whole bunch of the Superman or not Superman, uh, Dick Tracy story arcs, and and they would just publish them all together in like one issue. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, um, the Bono, what do you got for your number three? My number three is a character with zero powers. Uh, he does not fight crime in the superhero sense. However, he does fight crime in his own way. He is the definition of a ride or die. My number three is Foggy Nelson. Oh, nice! So um, good a pick. I thought I thought about picking him, and then um, I remember. So, fuck, I should have picked him to to show the, the 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 depth of my love for Daredevil and for Foggy Nelson as well. It goes so deep that it's literally my dog's name. Uh, my dog's name is Foggy Nelson. If you're watching live, you saw him jump up on my uh, the arm of my chair here a few minutes ago. Um, Foggy Nelson is a guy who has been around since Daredevil number one. I, he want has, you, I want you to keep saying Foggy Nelson so that your dog goes what? Like, <laughs> well, he's, you, like, I've, been, what? I've been gone for two weeks, so he's already being like super needy. So um, he's sitting right down here as it is. Um, anyway, Foggy Nelson's been around since Daredevil number one. He has been Matt Murdock's right-hand man for his entire career as a lawyer. They are lifelong friends. This is a guy who has been stabbed 
put into the witness protection program, tasked with being Daredevil at one point. Um, rather unsuccessfully, he eventually uh, recruited uh, T'Challa and Danny Rand to help him out because he was awful at it. Um, Foggy Nelson has done it all. He has been aware of who Matt Murdock is. He has been unaware of who Matt Murdock is. He has gone toe-to-toe with, uh, with Kingpin and other supervillains. He has been beaten. He has, he has been near death so many times. Like I said, mm-hmm. he was proclaimed dead at one point and put into witness protection. But Foggy Nelson is so important to Matt Murdock that after the most recent Secret Wars, I, I'm, the spoilers, I guess, if you're listening to this, I guess you read comics. After the most recent Secret I, I War. Haven't, I haven't read Secret Wars. Um, okay, well, the, there's there's these, the Purple Children are the offspring of Purple Man, and uh, Matt Murdock uses them to erase the uh, knowledge of the fact that he's Daredevil from the collective unconscious, like from everyone in the world. He uses the Purple Children to erase that. And he then goes out of his way to be like, oh, by the way, Foggy Nelson, hey, hey, I'm Daredevil. Like, you're the only one who knows that now. So you've got to live with that. Um, Foggy never runs away from anything. Him and Matt have had... Uh, he's as much what's, what's interesting about Foggy Nelson is he's as much Matt Murdock sidekick as he is Daredevil sidekick more so in a lot of ways. Um, and I mean, he's his he's literally his partner in crime as they have opened multiple law firms together. Uh, he has been there through the, the good, the bad and the ugly. He was there when they first started every time Matt Murdock has to start a new law firm because this one went under because he's doing everything pro bono. He's always got Foggy right there. Foggy Nelson has never run away from Matt Murdock, no matter how bad things have gotten. He uh, he's he's always there for him, whether or not, even back when he didn't know he was Daredevil, he was there for Matt. But he's always been there. He's always supported Daredevil as as a character, as a vigilante. He's always supported Matt as a lawyer with with any and all knowledge he may or may not have. Foggy Nelson never ran. Like I said, even after he was stabbed and put into witness protection, it was reaching out to Matt that exposed him from being in witness protection. And he was kidnapped by the mafia. And he still went back to Matt when it was all said and done. This guy cannot get away from Matt Murdock. He, he, they eventually, they both kind of had women. Those both fell off. Um, he ended up divorced and, and he was just right back. And he was right back in the thick of everything. This there was there's absolutely nothing at this point. They have exhausted all options of what could possibly drive Foggy Nelson away. And he continues to go nowhere and to stand right there by Daredevil and Matt Murdock's side. And the only reason he's not higher on my list is because, you know, he doesn't do a lot of cool stuff. He's just like uh, you know, he's, just, he's a. I mean, he's, he's just a guy. He's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah he's just a yeah. guy, right? Like he like is. The, I will say the rest of my is, list are guys who do cool stuff. He's. It is accurate to say that he's more Matt Murdock's sidekick yeah. than, um, I, like because here's the thing. I I sh- I don't know why I dismissed Foggy Nelson because I kept coming back to the the guy who plays him on the Netflix series that he's awesome that in yeah. that that show. Yeah. The, I seriously hope that some of those actors get second life in on Disney Plus because the the Charlie Cox and um I, I forget the actor's name who plays Foggy on the show, they yeah, had such great chemistry. They were he, he was like such a good character. He was great in the courtroom scenes, but he was also great at being schlubby. You know, like he was it was that that I don't that's the my first thought now Elden when Hedson. I think of I think yes. John Favreau. But that's right. John Favreau played him in the Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil movie. But mm-hmm. the I but like yeah, Elden that, Hansen, yeah. Yeah. 
He's, you know, that I, I genuinely loved his portrayal of Foggy in that show, but that was the one that I went to. And then I just dismissed it as like, oh, I just like the TV show. But then I'm like, no, nah, man, he's in the, no, he's, he's all he's over the fucking comic. He's so good in the comics. He's like a linchpin in the motivations because Daredevil is all based on like guilt and shit, mm-hmm. you know, like the Catholic guilt and yeah. all that all that stuff so like to have a best friend that's always in danger or always putting his neck on like foggy doesn't do it to get something out in return from matt murdoch but matt murdoch feels guilty for everything that anybody does for him you know yeah so it's a great like balance that's a good choice great pick has anybody ever thought about hiring lion cat as uh (laughs) uh, in a court of law like make him a bailiff yeah just bring him over like lying yeah. <laughs> the court like, system no. as we know it would crumble, sir. <laughs> crumble. It would fucking flourish. Like yeah. no, you can't lie. Well, no, it would work like it's supposed to. Ah, therefore, therefore yeah. crumbling the establishment of what they have yeah. created in the court system. Every lawyer is like, great, went to fucking school for this many years for nothing. <laughs> yeah. They're bringing a fucking cat. Uh, <laughs> lying. Very fucking. <laughs> I would just love, like, because you don't know what Lion Cat's voice is. I would love for it to be like a really sassy, lying. He was almost you know, Gilbert like, Gottfried in my head. <laughs> it's lying, <laughs> lying, lying. <laughs> like it's just the. It's not even like smooth. It's just annoying. Like, <laughs> nah, because I got. I'm. It's, it's Gilbert. Like, oh, it's Gilbert Gottfried after like a three day coke binge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> lying. Uh, all right, uh, Mike. What did you get for your number three? Jason Todd, Red Hood. Okay. Um, Motherfucker uses guns, which is something that Batman is totally lacking. Okay, Uh, so you're saying Jason Todd is Red Hood, not as Robin. I, well, here's the thing. He's dead as Robin. (laughs) Fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, there's other, like, he's, he's, he's not the best Robin, but he's a great example of, like, when someone loses the sidekick, how it changed. Like, how do you, like, how the sidekick. Rob, who's Red Robin? What, um, and again, I, I bought your knowledge. Uh, anybody here? Uh, Red Robin, was he the sidekick to Batman? Red, I, Red I, Hood is Red Hood. Hood. Red Hood was Red Hood. I don't remember him being the sidekick to Batman. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him as a sidekick to Batman. He, he, he is, is, is part of the whole family. family right? Yeah, he's not a family, but I don't see him as a sidekick. I see him as yeah. like. Who uh, do we need more hands on deck? Well, we still got Red Hood. See, I, see, I, and I know that I know this is going to come back around, but I was about to make the same argument about Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, so I know we'll come back around to that. So, guys, don't pick apart my picks. I have so few. <laughs> I, I have so few that are honest and not just me. You could pick Robin as Jason. Todd. You could pick Jason. You know what I mean? You could pick that. The, mo- the, mo- the show ain't over yet, baby. <laughs> 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 the- <laughs> I really want you to pick an all Batman mountain. Be fucking phenomenal. Um, but- all right, so Red Hood. Here's the thing: if we go Jason Todd as Robin, the loss of Jason Todd motivates such a big change in the Batman character and the Bat family as a whole that it's like. Also, again, it's really hard for me to separate it from all the animated. DC movies like the DC animated Red Hood movie is fucking awesome. So good. It's so good. But it like and so like it's hard for me to process the idea of these characters without mixing in the other media. I you know, like again, I'm I was struggling to think of like pure comic book choices, but but this is where we are, and this is what you guys are gonna get. And that's that's (laughs) that's just my mind. And I was there in the Titan show. 
I haven't seen it, but fuck, it looks amazing. The trailer looks fucking great. I, I, I have no interest in watching that. It looks like garbage. Oh, it, well. my, my, fa- my favorite Red Hood is the one that hangs out with Roy Harper, and his costume is just like a fucking bandana like tied around his head. He hangs out with trucker. He hangs out with trucker hat. Roy Harper. Well, the the idea of like um, the Red Hood and like the fact that he, I like that he becomes this other character. But again, all these sidekicks become their own entities at a certain point. Otherwise, right. it feels super stagnant. You know what I mean? Like, how can someone just be a sidekick forever? You know, and and still be engaging. You know, so so for me, it's hard. Like these are this is a hard mountain, honestly, because so many good characters have to grow and change for them to be good characters, you know, and to be a sidekick forever, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to make references, but like, um, Wally West and, you know, like stuff like that, where they eventually become these unique singular entities that have their own story. That's the mark of a good character. So they're not sidekicks anymore. You know what I mean? They're not, they're they're They've moved past it. So essentially I'm just going by the sidekick was a part of either their origin or their story at some point. And now they're, now they're dope. Go lay down. Your dog is my new sidekick. He's I'm telling you, he's like, uh, I've I've been gone two weeks. Like I said, he's keyed up. I just said his name a hundred times. Yeah. 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 You you were literally, he's like, you said my name a thousand times. This is your fault. (laughs) I'm here. What do you want? I I could be, I can't, I can't pull over any farther. Um, Yeah. He's by the way, he is literally like, AKC registered as Foggy Nelson DeBone of the second. So I'm, I'm serious. That's his name. Um, okay. But yeah, but Red Hood. Is, down. is it the second dog you named Foggy Nelson? No, but like he's named after the original Foggy Nelson. I know his last name wasn't DeBona, but it's a name. But yeah, Jason Todd. <laughs> He dies. He comes back. He's ruthless. Um, he, cre- he creates a like a moral ambivalence in Batman. He creates he, like- that, that 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 is where where the sticking point of Jason Todd is so beautiful. Like when he does come back, the 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 <laughs> like the you know he comes back and and he and he sees the the statues and stuff, and he's so pissed off. That that uh, you know, just things didn't play out for him like he always kind of thought they were, and and him coming back was like the wasn't it because like Superboy Prime like punched a hole in reality or something like that? It, 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 it was the comics, maybe right. you know, and, Jason, Jason Todd. Yeah, uh, no, uh, at least in the comics, I thought it was I thought it was during like uh, Infinite crisis no there was was he was he was saved the the original under the red hood was he was saved by uh ra's al ghul i was just yeah i thought it had something i don't know i don't know the new dc he was he was thrown in a lazarus pit and brought back to life and and that that process of coming back like fucked with his head so that that's why he's trying to kill yeah. batman uh upon like his you know yeah. re-entry into the, the the dc universe which is a fantastic story yeah, yeah. but By the way. idea of the 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 loss of well i the, there was there was rumors that it was going to be the the batman movie or the 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 new Snyder verse Batman when you see that ha 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 whatever that that was yeah. the Jason Todd and eventually there we, we were going to get a cinematic Red Hood version I guess yeah um which I I think would have been very very cool um yeah. 
in light of the Snyder cut, I think it would have been cool. I still, I'm still not like one of those zealots, the the Snyder zealots, but I do think it, if they would have just let him run, it would have been really interesting to see what he did with like what Ben Affleck would have done with the Batman, Jason Todd return. That would have been pretty cool. But the idea of like, of the loss of a sidekick is also like, they killed off so many Robins, you know, <laughs> like they, they even let like the audience, the readers vote to see if they bring Robin That's, back. And they were like, kill that motherfucker. Right. Because, yeah. and because at the Drake. time, like that, 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 that smart Alec, you know, fast mouth, you know, like sidekick that wasn't in style. Like Jason Todd, would, Jason Todd as Robin right now would flourish. Mm. People would eat that Jason Todd alive. But at the time, the idea of a sidekick was to be seen and not heard. You didn't question what what you were told to do. And so that that idea of the fact that he was just a mouthy kid really rubbed that audience the wrong way. And letting mm. people vote on it was had, had he been tragic had he- and super amazing. I think it's also kind of the culture shifting in terms of the population in general. Like cuz that when was that was like after the war when when did they do the the uh, that was that was late the family it was late 80s was, it was late 80s. Not 88 88 yeah, like do you, like I think at that point it w- it felt like such an antiquated trope. Like the idea of a Robin felt also super campy in the light of the the 60s batman and then in this you know like this kind of modernization and like that gritty realism of 70s cinema you know like everything became this I, kind of I gritty don't, thing because no one could be burt ward yeah i don't know how much that played a part in it because almost immediately afterward there was another robin yeah, but they weren't going to like that's the thing. They weren't going to kill Robin. They were going to kill Tim Drake. The idea of right. Robin would always be there because Batman is a fucking crazy person and he needs someone to like say tell him to take his meds. Yeah. Uh yeah. excuse me, Bruce, if you could yeah. it's time for your meds. You got to take care. Yeah. <laughs> um all right. Yeah, that's it. Sorry. Went on a rant. Red Hood, uh Batman. Um all right. Jason Todd. Jason Oh. Oh, yeah, Red Hood. It's Red Hood. Uh, you pick Red Hood. Is that who you pick? Jason Todd. Both. He's just picking Jason Todd. Both sides of his death. <laughs> the before and the after of his death are is the, is who I pick. J- Jason right, Todd, the gray chill. and the white. Yes, yeah. When he <laughs> returns on the light of the fifth day, you know right. that that guy. <laughs> Yo, uh, were, were y'all re- were y'all reading? We I, look. I'm I'm just gonna take this Jason Todd thing one thing further. Were y'all reading weeklies during Hush? When, um, when there was the, okay, there there was an issue of Hush where the very last page was the bandages coming off, and it was Jason Todd, and the comic book community like collectively shit themselves. Um, it it eventually ended up being Clayface, but right. at the at, in that moment, that was one of the wildest things that happened in the early two thousands. It was books. Uh, I I hated that. It's one of, it's one of the things that I hate about Hush, and I do generally like the Hush story arc, but it's it's played up so much for shock and 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 there's there's no substance to it like it's a great it's 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 a great cliffhanger but then it's like oh it's clayface right but Uh, i just like it turns into nothing before that next one came out man i remember being at the comic book shop the next day and that was all anybody wanted to talk about and then it all just evolved into conversations about whether or not jason todd should have uh survived the the calling campaign and shit like that it was it was a Uh-oh. wild, but that, that that book came out bi-weekly, I think. Or, that's that's my it, that's it my problem with weeks. books that come out so frequently is that they 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 have to keep the sales up, and yeah. and so they're like, okay, we're we're just like churning these things out, you know. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, my number four. Uh, it's three, funny. Three. I, I'm sorry. My number three. You're right. Uh, it's funny that um, Dave, you had the kid because my number three is the child. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, how you fucking guys take a shit there? You're like, oh, oh, the child. Oh shit. The uh, child. Yes, the child. The, I guess you don't watch. Uh, you don't watch Disney Plus. You don't watch Mandalorian? Uh, the child has a fucking name. No, he's a fucking child, okay? You call he him the child. has a name. Or let him tell me the fucking name. I mean, that yeah, shit. We still call him Baby Yoda in this house. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's right. I, I, I'm sorry I show him a little more respect than yeah. you guys. <laughs> well, there you go. He's only Grogu. He is Grogu. Um, yeah, so, uh, no, I, I'm kidding. That's not my pick. Um, it would have been a fucking good pick, though, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> He is a great sidekick. He was a good sidekick. And to be honest, he is a better pick than what's actually my number three, because my number three is uh, as a duel of Rocksteady and Bebop. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow. Bravo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's wow. Uh, in the comics, they have gone for a fucking wild ride, man. They got at one point they got tired of fucking fighting. They're like, we just want to. They they kept fucking like daydreaming of being just regular animals again. Um, and then uh, at the close of one of the series uh, of the books, they actually went to a dimension where it was like a, a utopia of just like it looked like basically Africa, Fem- female like, warthogs I- and female rhinos. No, but they were, it was just like it was just a utopia of like. Um, of like uh, land, but it was it was empty. It was nothing, and they fucking loved it, and they had a good time. And then when the books came back, um, they uh, some other bad guy came and fucking picked them up because they were getting bored of of, uh, of just a place. So they took them back to fucking fight the turtles. However, Rockstar and Bebop had a plan. They didn't want to fight the turtles. So when the whole fight was going on, Rockstar and Bebop just fucking left and went to the store. Picked up some clothes that looked a lot like their previous clothes because they were naked at that time. <laughs> and then they went to the gun shop. They stole a couple of guns. Then they went to the zoo, fucking broke all the animals out of the zoo. And when they came back to the fucking fight scene, the fight was already over. The turtles had already won. And they were like, we don't want to fight. We just want to go fucking home. We want to go back to that fucking planet. And the turtles fucking said, yeah, the turtles were like, yeah, no fight here. We did like, they gave up. The turtles gave up. We don't, we don't want to fight because they had all these we support eco terrorism. Yeah, because they, they had all these animals with them. <laughs> so then the turtles were like, well, well uh, can you do us a favor since we're not going to fight? Can you take these fucking bad guys back to their dimension X? And they're like, yeah, we'll fucking do that. And th- that's it. And that's, that was like it. So that was the thing. And I was and they've been so fucking wild. At one point, they had been defeated by the turtles, but then they still wanted to fucking be in the Foot Clan, and they were very conscious. Like even as animal form, they were very conscious. They were like, "No, nah, we need to get back to this fucking Foot Clan, and we need to stay." And they they entered a tournament. It's a whole, it's the fucking lot, man. A lot happened to them in the comics. Um, and what a good uh, pick. What a good pick. Uh, I'm glad you got pick that I didn't even. I, consider. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys liked it because I was like, after I said the child as a joke, I was like, oh, I probably should fucking keep this one because the child yeah. is good. <laughs> I mean, the, has has Grogu appeared in any comic books yet? Uh, in the yeah, sure. comic. Comic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love uh, so Bebop and Rocksteady. I only, I, only said it as a, I only said it as a joke because you picked the kid, and I thought that was a funny fucking. Yeah, rock. no, no, no. I, I I knew I knew you know what you were doing. Um, yeah. but I, I'm just so thinking, Bebop and Rocksteady could, go back to like the count? late '80s, right? Yeah. So uh, like they were they were wise. 
they made their first appearance in the show in the in the animated in the animated show. That was their first appearance, and right. then okay, they so got brought in. Eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Sure, but, but probably but, somewhere but, around but, there. But what's awesome about Bebop and Rocksteady, uh, as, for me as uh, as as who I am, well, they were like this weird like influence of like punk culture to an extent, yeah. right? Like yeah. like with, the, with their glasses and their piercing, you know, like and and he, he had the he had the septum and everything. It was just it was it was this cool thing where it was like. So we need these guys that are against the grain, like they're not like anybody else. Then there's one one writer who's like, "There's a whole fucking culture of people out here that their thing is being not like anyone else." Like, fuck it, yeah, that's who. Make make them look like they could be in a Devo revamp. Yeah, the 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 punk culture. They, it's like <laughs> like someone must have been like walking down in the '80s, like somewhere, and they see like a, a couple street toughs with their cool sunglasses. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, we can't put junkies in our cartoon, but we can make them a rhino, and we can make <laughs> we can make them a warthog. It's like you know, it's like I've, somewhere there's like like a, some crackhead who should be getting paid likeness rights. Yeah, some, like they're, they were punk just, crackhead. There was this amazing amalgamation of everything that was counterculture in the late yeah. '80s, like in yeah. appearance, and and it's this really cool thing to go back and look at now and kind of understand, you know, where this idea for Bebop and Rocksteady came from, down to their names. Well, they they came about because the toy, when they were doing the show, the TV show, the cartoon, the was it Mattel, the TV, the 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 toy maker. It's a toy. It's like a big commercial for toys. But, oh yeah, no, absolutely. They specifically asked, we need more mutants to make toys, and the creator was like, okay, you're a fucking warthog, and like they, he just created he created the whole. Ba- so it was you know pretty cool. But uh, as a kid, I fucking I. I enjoyed them as a kid. I, yeah. I I get that they were meant for like a community, um, you know, release or whatever. But I I enjoyed them as a kid. I, I still I, feel a little bitter about the movie, the TV, yeah. the Secret of the Use, with Toka and Razor, where I'm just like, Ball. just make Bebop and Rocksteady, like just do I, I, Bebop I, I will and never. Rocksteady. I'll never understand. There's got to be some sort of like like Licensing. insider track onto why they didn't just use Bebop and Rocksteady. Because I don't understand. Be, I think the reason is quite it, simple. It we were just talking about it. it. No, I think it's the the reason we were just is the reason we just brought it up. They wanted to make more mutants so they could sell more product. Oh, so, so you so, have, so there's they, Bebop they and Rocksteady toys out there already. Yeah, so. they already have the animated show, so they're already selling Bebop and Rocksteady. Let's make fucking this movie's gonna make a billion dollars. Let's make fucking these other two mutants and we'll sell more toys than adults fucking too. And they're still gonna be selling Rocksteady and Bebop. Why not? Who gives a fuck? I mean, it was uh, it, it was it's play, not it was bad logic, by the way. Playmates, there you go. It's not yeah. bad logic. It's not like to be. No, a, not at all. Like, yeah, they're already buying Rockstar and Bebop. Why are you gonna, they're not going to buy another Rockstar and Bebop set? Fucking change it up. Uh, so that's my match number three, man. Rockstar and Bebop uh, or Bebop. That's a great pick, man. That's a great that, that, that pick. Is so much fun, and I didn't even consider them. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I love that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my streak of not getting Perfect Mountain still rides. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, let's go over the number twos. Round two. Dose, the sequel to Uno. Uh, and just to recap, the number threes were The Kid from Dick Tracy, Foggy Nelson from Daredevil, Jason Todd from Batman, and Bebop and Rocksteady uh, with Shredder. Sure, uh, being Shredder's uh, um, 
sidekick. Henchmen, okay. which is the bad guy version of sidekicks. Yeah, Wikipedia. Ooh, uh, interesting. Wikipedia made that distinction. They were like, here's a list of sidekicks. By the way, these do not include supervillain sidekicks, which are henchmen. And I was like, oh, boy. Uh, all right, Dave, what is your uh, number two? Give me your deuce. All right, so my number two uh, might be argued here. Uh, because of some terminology that Neri threw out earlier between sidekick and henchman. Mm. Um, see, I, I, I've always viewed as a henchman as the sidekick to a villain. Yeah, no, absolutely. I All think right, they so, count. Okay, cool. So then my number two is Harley Quinn. Table. Mm. Okay, okay. okay, so here's the reason why it's not about, I'm not talking about well, Harley Quinn. Actually, it's my number two Harley. also. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. oh, okay. I'm, I'm not talking about Harley Quinn, but here's the difference between Harley Quinn does not fall into the henchman category. To me, henchmen are like nameless, like fucking like the thugs. Foot Clan. Okay, like the Foot Clan, the thugs, the Joker's thugs, who are all fucking whatever. Uh, yeah. There's a clear, distinct difference between Joker's thugs and Harley Quinn. Like there's a there's, there's oh an yeah obvious, yeah yeah there's an obvious difference. Um, so I, that's to me the difference between a site. It's like the same thing as like an agent of shield being and, 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 and Bucky Barnes, those two are not the, I mean, just cause they work for the right. same organization right, right, right. doesn't make them the same. So, hen- so hen- like, uh, like henchmen is, is below villainous sidekick. Of course. Yeah. Okay. No, like, fair enough. No, no, no. Like, right. like henchmen okay. are the nameless mass. The, the henchmen see the fucking, the villainous sidekicks and they go fucking goals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> the ones that Batman murders and then villain the psychics are the ones that Batman beats up relentlessly to a fucking bloody pope uh near death. But lets them uh, live because he's not a killer. Because yeah. if you kill a killer, the, <laughs> then you're a the killer. Numbers still the same. And you become nothing better than that. Yes, you're it's okay. Um But yeah, no, Harley Quinn was my number two also. Because she's she's like iconic now, and she started her life as a sidekick, then, as a cartoon. But that's how then she like grew into this comic book uh, entity with like Mad Love and all that stuff. Sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to jump all over your thing. No, but, no, no, go ahead. But, go she, ahead. but she's my number two as well, and that's because that it's you cannot you can't like deny her her presence in pop culture as like um just an incredibly well-known sidekick like she was joker's sidekick without a doubt everybody knows that that's how she started that's who she is and only now is she becoming this kind of i not only now but you know what i mean like she's become this kind of singular oh, with, with the suicide squad movie, movie uh, and yeah. a, a lot of that has to do with with margot robbie i mean she played her brilliantly hmm. um but um i think like her um her like cult of personality has been growing since her very first appearance uh she very quickly made it from the the cartoon show the animated show to the comic books and and when paul dini comes out with mad love in the late 90s uh she goes from being a a character that um oh, okay her appearance was cool uh to no she's she's like she's she's an amazing character yeah and the paul- psychology of of her is is fascinating and that, uh, now her- that that's the that's the absolute word i would use is fascinating like the the this idea of the it started as stockholm syndrome right like we can right. we can understand that that harleen quinzel 
was somebody who was very much affected by Stockholm syndrome and ended up becoming Harley Quinn. And this, the, the fact that becoming Harley Quinn seemed to unlock something deep inside of her is what's always fascinating to me about Harley Quinn is it, it started as this, this mentally abusive relationship but it did seem to unlock a truer self. She did seem to be yeah. more so Harley Quinn than Harley and Quinzel when it was all said and done. We we see a lot of that in the comics as her relationship with Selena Kyle develops, as her relationship with uh, with Poison Ivy de- uh, develops. The Gotham City Sirens uh, series which is, I think, one of the most underappreciated series, which I, I think they're doing a movie on now, but it, 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 it seems almost entirely unrelated to the comics, like in, in yeah. name only sort of thing. Uh, but that, that series, um, like the selling point to comic book nerds was, hey, here's all the hot chicks and, you know, there's going to be boobs. But, but it was, we it was do actually, love boobs. right. Uh, but it was, it was actually so well written, incredibly well written. Well, that's a testament to like Paul Dini said when he created the because Paul Dini created the character because they needed like a henchman, like a number uh, like the the first chair henchman, the number one henchman identity. And he created this kind of like quirky girl. And that was like crazy. And then they added this backstory as it went on because it hit so fucking hard. And it was one of the like that that was like Bruce Timmy like there's a documentary thing that came out for the 25th anniversary um uh actually if you go on zeros on heroes you can hear the interviews I did for at 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 New York Comic Con but the idea of like um it hit so hard people like especially girls grabbed onto that character mm-hmm. so hard because she was big and like like had personality sarcastic um Oh, what's the name of the lady who did uh, the voice? Um, uh, uh, Sorkin, something Sorkin, right? Arlene Sorkin. Arlene Sorkin. And yeah. so she, so essentially, the um, that character being such a big personality, it, he was like, yeah, it hit harder than any than anyone ever expected, and now it's become this whole thing that people were like f- catching up with how popular it got. Like mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like the Boba Fett of. Yeah, of of it, where like all of a sudden people saw and were like, "Fuck yes!" and and they were like, "Really? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, put it in more stuff." You know, like, mm-hmm. and then it became this kind of like really deep character. Uh, you know, like all of the Batman stuff is about abuse and like trauma and yeah. crazy. You know, like, yeah. And this was like such an interesting. It's like, probably good. It's always nighttime there. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. has to do with it. The it's sun always- never rises in Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Or you know what, the Japanese uh, yeah. Empire. You know what a good representation of 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 uh, Harley Quinn is also in the the Arkham games, the Arkham Asylum and yeah. Arkham. She, the the performances in that game are awesome for Dude. all the characters. Dude, the yeah, HBO that, Max series, a uh, Harley Quinn's HBO Max oh, series. Oh yeah, it's so fucking, fucking amazing. amazing. Does, does, Tara, does Tara Strong do her voice now? Yeah, yeah. Tara, Tara Strong has been doing it since the Arkham games. Right. But the no, uh, we're talking about the the show, the the Harley Quinn show. The Harley Quinn right. show is Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. From, uh, really? Uh, from Big Bang? She crushes it, dude. I'm telling you, that show is fucking amazing. Amazing. It's it, on it HBO is, Max? It is. It's on HBO Max. Uh, the okay. first the first two seasons. Season three is coming out soon. Uh, and uh, that show is 
uh, Rick and Morty level fucking smart writing. I've been I've been real like, hesitant about watching it because I, I I have this I have this weird relationship with Harley Quinn as a character where I get this like okay like I have a daughter right and so I get this weird thing about like I don't want my daughter to love Harley Quinn but I want her to like come into oh, no, the world. That, this series will fucking change that for you. This series. Okay. This series is what it's the movie smart as fuck. What the well, yeah, super smart. What the what the movie started to do, as far as breaking away from Joker, like the the Birds of Prey movie, where it's like breaking away from Joker and not being what that's what that movie started to do. This show, because it's two seasons long, soon to be three seasons, is that like it's and it shows you how smart she is and it shows you like it's and it's fucking crazy funny and yeah rick and morty level fucking funny bro i'm telling yeah, you it's really good. I, the, the only reason i didn't pick harley quinn is because like i said i have this real like love hate like weird thing with harley quinn where when when written well harley quinn's an amazing character but like at surface level like you know she's just become like this alt girl icon for people who don't actually understand like the trauma that's involved with with who harley quinn is as a character yeah, but that's just, like, i think i think that's, that's a problem right. with with society and not yeah. a problem with harley quinn i'm okay with, i'm okay with that because they're what they're liking is the look they're looking they're liking the aesthetics the the costume and the fucking blah and you know what i mean in the fun side of like taking a baseball bat and like oh what breaking into the store for a person I, I i'm okay with that most people like batman and don't fucking understand how fucked up he is right. you know what I mean? like most people don't don't understand that shit and but let's be real most people don't understand most superhero most superhero uh lure they don't understand they think captain america stands for the government i've had fucking people on oh. the geek, i've had i've oh, had uh, i've had multiple people on the geek more fucking uh um instagram throughout the years you know they'll be like well captain america is about you know the, the uh, protecting the u.s government and i'm like buddy you read a mm, absolutely comic. not yeah, yeah. yeah. captain america is very anti-jingoistic so read a book read a book it's like all of this shit. so like most people don't know like most people uh most casual fans of comic books are just that they're casual fans they don't know the deeper meaning so i don't put that on the character i don't i don't know true enough and i shouldn't I don't put that on Harley Quinn. I don't put that on Batman. I don't. Put, I'm like they don't fucking know. And you know, even when people, I hate when people speak crazy shit. Like, oh, Batman doesn't kill. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're so stupid. You got you let one fucking movie trilogy fucking cloud your mind, and you think you know everything about fucking Batman now. And by the way, he also killed people in that fucking trilogy. He's fucking. He has rocket launchers on his motorcycle. Stupid. What do you but think? he doesn't hold them in his hand. Yeah, <laughs> what do you think those are? Um, anyways, uh, Harley Quinn. All right, for David and Mike. Um, hit me with your hit me with your number two, bro. So my number two is also one that could be debatable if if y'all are fans of uh, the particular comic that he's from. But the way I view him as a sidekick, because even when his story was over, it came down to him fighting along this guy's side. My number two is Abe Sapien. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Very nice. Um, good, good pick. I didn't Abe, think of him as a sidekick, but you're right. right. So, so yeah. Abe Sapien started as just a side piece in the Hellboy in the Hellboy and the BPRD like comics. Side piece makes it sound like they were fucking. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Who said they weren't, sir? Who said they weren't? You don't know what they do when the fucking when the comic book closes. Yeah. So uh, Abe Sapien, if you're unfamiliar with comics, is like a fish person who was an Ithkio Ith, Ith, Sapien. Uh, it, it's there's there's a whole backstory as to why he is who he is. He was named Abe Sapien because when he was found, it was with a newspaper article about Abraham Lincoln's assassination. So they named him Abraham Sapien. Uh, Abe has got powers. 
He has uh, telepathic, sometimes telekinetic style powers. He's very skilled in hand-to-hand combat. He's an amazing character. And he was, the reason I think of him as a sidekick is because he was built to be a foil to Hellboy. He exists solely to be the other side of the Hellboy coin. Hellboy is a guy who views everything as black and white. There's good, there's bad, I do what I'm told, and then it happens. Abe is very philosophic in everything that he does. Abe accomplishes things after he thinks about why things should happen and how they should happen. Abe is a guy that can very much hold his own in a fight and has been shown to. He went on to have his own book. and But when that book ended, the end of the Abe Sapien book is him side by side with Hellboy. It was all very full circle, and that's how I justify him as a sidekick because Abe Sapien's end was standing at the right hand of a reincarnated Hellboy. And that is how he made his final stand yeah. against what was, again, kind of a Rasputin re, um, uh, what's the word, um, reincarnation. And so, but he's a character who on his own was also incredible. But his entire purpose in his creation was to be the spackle that filled the holes in what was Hellboy. Abe was created and filled all of the things that Hellboy didn't think about, didn't do, and wouldn't do. And he Abe, eats eggs, so that's a plus. Uh, <laughs> a lot of protein, baby. A lot well, of protein. The movie Abe Sapien was a little different than the comic book Abe Sapien because comic book Abe Sapien was almost like um, more sarcastic and yes. kind of like super like above it all. Like he's too he was so smart that he was like above it all and he would he would it was it was a really cool presentation of like the dumb jock and the smart not nerd like not the nerd you know what i mean like it was more along yeah, the lines no, of and, like it's hard and, and was, the, yeah the movie version of him was niles right yeah wasn't it, was, his voice? No, no, no. it wasn't his voice but it sure as no. hell was that character no. oh it wasn't his voice no it wasn't his voice no and it wasn't even, and, and it wasn't Niles in uh, Shape of Water either, which is a shittier version of fucking. <laughs> Ape, Ape I, uh, I uh, honest to God, until Jones, this exact moment, way. thought that Niles was the voice of Ape Sapien. No, no, no. he was a guy that he was played by the guy that played Silver Surfer. Doug and, Jones. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's Doug Jones. Oh, the no icon- that's his voice. Yeah, he's iconic character actor. Amazing. Yeah, actor. I just he's, always thought it was not okay. Anyway, he sounded so. like, but he play- basically he was playing the character of the yeah. like, Nebishi Niles Crane. Right. Ooh, and know. so, but Abe was so so. Like I said, the, the he asked the, for he did ask for Sherry at one point in the movie. He was like Sherry. Sherry. <laughs> 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 what's amazing? What's amazing about Abe Sapien as a character is the fact that, like I said, he was literally created to be what Hellboy wasn't, which is what makes a good sidekick. Right? Bono, like, Bono, what was Hellboy? What was uh, Abe Sapien created for? To. Say one more oh, time. Okay, so he was created to be what Hellboy wasn't. <laughs> you said it like six times. He like he was literally created to spack. I'm like, we get, yeah, no, yeah, okay. no but he but, was literally created. Okay, I got yes, it. got it. <laughs> no, <I'm- laughs> and so, but and so, like I said, while he did go on, he was very much an amazing character in his own right, and what he did was separate from what Hellboy did. Nobody's arguing the fact. That I know, I know. It's just I, I, I struggled with this pick because I love Abe, and I don't want to feel like I'm putting him down into this spot as sidekick, but the more I thought about it, the more I feel like he fills 
so many of the ideals of what we're talking about. Listen, man, I'm, I'm not going to argue this. My, my number one is very similar. <laughs> and, and so he's, he's a character who has gone on to, he has his own mythos. He has his own amazing creation story. He has lived an entire life. He's do most of these psychics have their own backstory. Yeah. They have their own, very true. Their, their own, and he went on. He went on to a great run in his own books. But when it's all said and done, it, it came down to he's Hellboy's right hand man. So my number two is Abe Sapien. That's a great pick, man. It's a good pick. I love. I love the help Mike Mignola's the whole BPRD world. I love that. Oh, shit. so good. I was. God, I, so I, good. I was. I'm heartbroken at what's happened with the movies where they don't let Guillermo del Toro make. Like with Ron Perlman and that, like the yes. fact that that, that they were allowed it was to so perfect. make a third one, which it was, was so good. I don't understand why people so shit on perfectly. Golden Army so bad. Golden Army is my was, one of my favorite movies. It's I so great. Love that movie. So Wait, people shit on that movie. How the fuck shit on that movie? It's Dude, so people good. love to shit on Golden Army. It's oh, bizarre. Those people are toxic. You don't need those yeah. people. You don't need those people in my life. You're right because Golden Army is a fucking pinnacle movie. It's so good, and it's 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 one of those movies where you can tell they went to Guillermo del Toro with a blank check and were like, yo, fuck it. Yeah. Everything you did is great. Just go. They should have let him do it again. I, yes, I'll, I'll never have. forgive whoever fucking made that decision. Right. And, and you know, I got nothing against uh, the guy from Stranger Things or whatever, but it's it's not hashtag. Not my no, I, ne- I never saw that one. I never saw it either. I couldn't bring myself to it watch was it. fine for what it was, I, I, but that's I'm not interested my in seeing it. But I just. Whenever I want to watch Hellboy, I'll, I'll watch. I just watch Hellboy. Ron Perlman and everything yeah. about Del Toro's were so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about? All right. So my number two is here we go. We could talk about it. Bad girl, Barbara Gordon. Uh, Bad girl yeah. uh, being uh, is my number two. Mm. I, I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> no shit on it before we start okay, well, talking then, about then I'll just it. Say this. She was literally created. She was literally created to fill in Batman's needs there, as a communicator. There is a Barbara Gordon character who's a sidekick, but it's not Batgirl. It's Oracle. It's Oracle. Batgirl is, Batgirl is very I, I much think her Oracle own. Oracle is the better sidekick. Oracle is the sidekick. Batgirl is very much her own hero. I yeah. said Barbara but, but Gordon. But they I could did be- not say any. I did not say a hero name. I said Barbara. Go the same Barbara Barbara Gordon is Oracle. Oracle is well, well, well. You actually said both. You said Barbara Gordon. You said bad girl Barbara Gordon, and that's when I said table. Okay, so you actually said both. However, thank you for leaving me in my time of need when I'm being attacked, Michael. <laughs> uh, very, very Clark of you. Uh, no, I am. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Oracle. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I, I'm not that I dislike her. I, I have no qualms against Oracle. That's fine. But that to me is a fucking computer nerd. I don't give a fuck about computer nerds. Yeah, that's what makes her a sidekick. <laughs> I don't fucking read comic nerd. books. I don't read comic books. books. She does so much more for the entire read, bad family as horrible than she ever did. Is that Google shit? All right, I don't fucking read comic books for that. <laughs> fuck that. I read comic books to fucking watch people kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I hope to God that they're all out of fucking bubble gum because that's what I'm reading comic books for. Uh, Batgirl is the shit. She's listed as a fucking. Uh, she's listed as a um, as a um, sidekick to Batman. Uh, on oh, there's no argument on that. On multiple sites, uh, she's fucking uh, ba- Batman psychic. She's part of the 
that family. Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, of that, so I, but, uh, I think she's phenomenal. My favorite is New 52 Batgirl because I haven't gotten into she, she, she is great. I, I haven't gotten into the rebirth uh, uh, storyline yet. It's going to take me a little bit. I'm broke right now. Uh, but uh, she's fucking dope. I loved, love, love the fucking outfit of the purple and yellow with the fucking big yellow boots. That shit to me was fucking awesome. Uh, the, the, her, the fact that she rides a motorcycle is fucking cool as shit, too. Uh, that, I, that, all, I, that all goes back to the, uh, to the Batman 66 show. Correct. Uh, David taught me that today that Barbara Gordon was introduced in the Batman 66 series and very much like Harley Quinn, she became very popular during the show and then they wrote her into the comics. I did not know that before speaking to Dave earlier today. That show defined uh, like that show defined so much of like mm -hmm. what Batman became just because, well, they were they knew it was campy. They knew they were joking around, but people fucking took it like this is Batman now because there wasn't really uh, any other there's a documentary on it and people said that when the show came out the kids when they were like nine or ten they're like oh cool batman but like year three they were like oh fuck this batman like they were just so <laughs> angry what started off as like that and then people who were like 15 were like oh i love batman there's a new batman show let's watch it they're like what the fuck is this they were so like they were ripped apart because they were like i'm so torn because it, it was very popular for like a year and a half two years the first two seasons well they started show. going crazy because everybody was coked out of their brains and doing yeah. lsd and bat dances and put them in a fucking put him in a bathing suit still yeah. keep his fucking back costume on but put a bathing suit on that motherfucker like it's so shark spray shark, shark spray, shark <laughs> shark spray. Yeah. yeah there's still i mean but it's still like it's the, science I, baby yeah they can't that's like oh well commissioner gordon is uh in the show it's like well we can't have him flirt with commissioner gordon all the time give him a daughter <laughs> And then there was it. That's like, I imagine that, that they didn't think enough. They didn't think any further than that when they're like, yeah, give him somebody to flirt with. Give him a pretty girl to show on screen. And then it became like, again, just because it was like this little throwaway thing, it becomes this entire entity. And then she also presented like a, there was that weird fucking, uh, what was the animated one where Batman and Barbara Gordon fucked? The killing, the killing, killing joke. joke. Oh, that was terrible. Didn't like it. Here's here's the, like it. That, here's the thing that bothers me about that whole movie, the killing, the animated movie, Killing Joke. That the movie itself wasn't bad. It's yes, just it was. joke. It just wasn't Killing Joke. Was, if you yeah. name that shit okay. anything oh, else, you would have named it anything else. But when you it's read your World War Z, it's yes, your World exactly. War Z. It's, it's yeah. my fault, which is what I was about to say. It's my fault for reading the books beforehand. That's my fault, really. I should have waited for them to make the movie because if you read the killing joke it's such a phenomenal book and then oh. you watch the movie and you go this ain't the what am i what are, this ain't the same thing and it's i think it's fine on its own if you just don't call it the killing joke if you would have called that movie fucking batman bangs fucking uh batgirl you're like all right cool i'm down for some that porn bro let's keep it yeah. the i've batman. seen bat porn uh, so let's let's keep it like I don't give a fuck. But the fact that they called it Killing Joke, it was like, oh, buddy, I, I'm, like not, I'm not crazy about together. Killing Joke in the first place. Um, like I I, I like it fine. Um, and, and I like it's no court of ours. Let's not get crazy. No, no, no. I I like I, I like the the psychology that Joker's trying to like put out there. You know that you're just one bad day away. Um, that's the I, best. That's that is the absolute best part of all but, of killing joke is that everybody's one bad day away it's from like, being just, the joker I, I, I personally don't like 
going into that dark a place. Uh, like I, I remember the first time I read Killing Joke, and I was like, I think this is too dark for me. Oh, I'm mm. not that guy at all. Let's fucking read. Well, the the idea I've got, I've got to live those moments through comics and. That's how I then proceed with the normal life. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, you're right. I am one bad day away, and now I've lived it out here, and I right. can carry on as an elementary school. That's why I listen to metal music. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but the idea. Of, so I, I, I Justin Bieber. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get it all. Get it all out. The Barbara Gordon element of it for me is that there is that again. <laughs> there's this character development that has to occur for me to like the, for me to feel like you're not just a one note story. And with Barbara Gordon, she goes from being like this power, this like empowered, physically uh, uh, graceful superhero to getting shot in the fucking spine and becoming paralyzed, and then have and then still make still having like the fortitude to read like instead of the jason todd thing where he's like built he's like rebuilt out of this spiritual magical thing she doesn't need that she literally just wills herself to become this other person Wait, and become you say she wheels herself will no <laughs> oh no, I didn't. you fucker i get it <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> No. You are the one. You are the one that said. <laughs> you are the one that made people think that. But like, uh, she. So, but yeah, she's essentially she becomes. Um, uh, she becomes empowered to like she 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 like finds this new strength and rebuilds herself in this new entity and she like the new strength is in her arms now. It was though, like she, when she was Oracle, she could do the rings and shit. Like she was, they, legit. Yeah, she's, but she, she's kept herself in shape. She's still oh, back yeah. Body strength, baby. Got to get all that upper body strength. Look, yeah. when this is all said and done, and Barbara Gordon makes the ultimate mountain, uh, the, the the final mountain, because she only went with multiple boats so far. I just I need just Barbara Gordon's face on it, not specifically Domino Mask, uh, Batgirl, because I do believe that Oracle is the sidekick that we're looking for here. No. No, I don't Fair agree. Um, unless you have Oracle, <laughs> unless you have Oracle as your number one, you don't even get a say of it. So far, there's, there's. Well, who's the other one that had two votes? No, that's it. No, that's the only one so far. No, right? no, no. no. Uh, uh, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Harley, oh, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Well, she didn't. Yeah, she didn't get table. You're right. She yeah. was just both. Them. All them broads, man. All them broads. Yeah. Uh, DC. DC loves a sidekick. Uh, DC loves the women, y'all. Marvel need to get up in your shit. Yeah, Marvel just puts their women into superhero roles without making them sidekicks. But then also, <laughs> but the Oscars are released the movies until their character dies. So, <laughs> Ooh, so hot take. Fair, she fair did enough, eventually become Captain Marvel. She didn't have to be Miss Marvel forever. Well, yeah. No, she's talking about she's talking I'll, about uh, talking about Black, I know, Black I know, Widow. I, I know, I know. You don't also, Black Widow is great. I loved it. Oh, dude, I thought it was spectacular. Great. I enjoyed the shit out of it. it was good. Did, did I drink an entire pitcher while I was watching it? Yeah, but I. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see uh, Florence Pugh's do her thing in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's gonna yeah. be great. Okay, All right. Uh, so the number twos were Harley Quinn, uh, Joker. Abe Sapien, Hellboy, Harley Quinn, Joker, and Batgirl, or Batman, part of the Batman family. Uh, all right, uh, let's get to some honorable mentions. Honorable! 
Exatamente. Production quality really dropped on that. That's much. Mr. Powerhead much. Honorable mentions. All right, Dave, what are your honorable mentions? Okay, so because of what I said earlier about um, judging uh, these characters based on their time solely as the sidekick and not as their own hero, I've got Dick Grayson, Robin, and uh, and, and That's Bucky. That's exactly the reason that Dick Grayson's not on my list. Right, and and Bucky uh, slash Winter Soldier. Um, oh, man, I, I had him pegged as your number one, dude. No, see, here, here's the Woo! thing. I, I love the character of, of Winter Soldier, and I love the character of Bucky, but as a sidekick, um, like to Captain America, he's he's not better than than any of the four that I have on my list. And then the other one who, like, I was exactly. like, I I went back and forth between Jimmy Olsen and this one, and I opted for Jimmy Olsen just because I'd loved him for longer. Uh, but Lockheed, uh, the little purple oh, dragon on from X Men, fucking Lockheed. Yeah, yes. he's, he's Kitty Pride's. Um, a uh, little companion buddy uh dragon yeah he's he's so fucking cool and he can read her mind and he can talk but he doesn't because he's a little fucking asshole and uh and, and he only he's talks- fucking like, silent bob he only says shit when it's important oh like yeah. uh, like like han solo he could speak wookie but fucking doesn't uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, yeah, Lockheed's on my to that motherfucker in English, and he very, he fucking speaks Wookie. You dick. Yeah. So yeah, he's um we we Lockheed, yeah, hell yeah. We don't get to see his like badass warriorness often, but we hear about it secondhand all the goddamn time. And hey, so I, no lie, New Mutants. Is fucking amazing, dude. It's such I, an I still have the movie. Or the, book? The, the movie is oh, so both, but I'm not so under- I never, I never read a fucking, I never read a new. Oh, see, I'm, book. I'm, I'm a New Mutants book fanatic, yeah. and I also love the movie. That movie was fucking so underrated. I, I need to watch good. it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so fucking good! It's in the family. I, I know. Oh, I know fucking. that he appears. It's in, in Dave's movie. family share. That's where I watched it. I'm yes, pretty sure. Yeah, I, I picked it up, but I still haven't seen it yet. Ah, okay. The bono. What do you got for your honorable mentions? All right, so I have got um, Aqualad 2, which was Jackson yes. Hyde. Yes, yes. yes. Um, he was oh, incredible. Mom. He harnessed the ability of hard water, um, really took the, the Aquaman thing to the next level. Wong <laughs> from uh, Doctor nice. Strange. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wong has done some great things. I know that after uh, – I know that movie-wise, after Infinity War, Wong got a lot of shit for kind of just disappearing into the ether while everybody else did their thing. But Wong has been great through the comics. Um, Speedy as Roy Harper, I was back and forth between, but I honestly feel like his run as Arsenal while he was teamed up with Jason Todd as Red Hood was – uh, far bigger to his character development as his time as Speedy and a drug addict. However, I have a framed um, issue of Green Arrow where he's carrying Speedy with the fucking heroin needle still yeah. in his arm. Incredible yeah. cover. Just absolutely one of the best things that's ever happened. One of the best comic. covers ever, man. Yeah. Um, Amadeus Cho is my last one. Nice. Uh, never really kind of came into his own as a hero. He's just a genius who idolized Hercules 
And um, well, he's the Hulk now, though, isn't he? Well, yeah, he did eventually become Hulk, you know, give and take. But um, and then my final one is one who never said a single word, but it goes back to my Brian K. Vaughn love. And that is Ampersand from Why the Last Man. Mm. He was literally just a, a fucking monkey, but he brought me to tears at times. So I, I had to put Ampersand on the list. Okay. Mike, honorable mentions. All the animals, Lockheed, oh. Crypto, Lockjaw, uh, Red Wing, oh, hell yeah. Red Wing, uh, Gleek, the monkey from the Wonder Twins. Yeah. All of the all of the animals. Uh, snarf. Wish, <laughs> yeah, Snarf. Uh, <laughs> Odie, Garfield's friend. Um, <laughs> all the animals. Um, Odie yeah. is fucking badass, man. Odie. Odie oh, was created specifically to be what Garfield wasn't. Odie <laughs> was literally created. <laughs> All the animals. We I get it to Boner drinks while he poorly podcasts. Yeah. The Pet Avengers is like, I was Googling like animal, like, because I wanted an animal. I wanted, and then I just was like, oh shit, there's a whole bunch of them. There's, a whole bunch yeah. of them. there's yeah. so many, so many animal sidekicks that I was like, ah, I'll just put them in honorable mentions because they're fun. I love that. I love, Crypto, the super dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking awesome. Silver the bat dog. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the, like all of the the animals. <laughs> Those are my honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions are I had uh, Aqualad two. I didn't know he was Aqualad two. I thought I knew him as Aqualad. I didn't know he was yeah. Aqualad two, but I found out today. Aqualad, died, man. Yeah. he was solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there, um, I, I did like Kid Flash, but I do agree that he's he becomes his own entity. And yeah, that's that's why Wally West didn't make my list. Yeah, uh, well, that's who I was thinking about. Yeah, so and then there is uh, Demolition Man, uh, Demolition Man, uh, also known as D Man, is the fucking tits. If you've never seen Demolition Man. I've seen Demolition Man, but not yeah. that guy who looks like Daredevil. That's Daredevil Reigns. That's Daredevil Year One, sir. The, the costume, no, sir. The costume <laughs> is on purpose made to look like Daredevil, and then the fucking cow is purposely uh, for Wolverine. Right. Uh, they uh, his uh, this the uh, it's uh, his character's name is uh, what is his name? Dennis Dumphy. Uh, he served with and alongside Captain America. He, and he was his in uh, was Daredevil, so he took the costume as uh, uh, as a, as a tribute to Daredevil. So uh, the uh, if you if you were a fan of Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, the the story arc that that primarily pulled from, which is called Captain America No More. No more. Um, yeah, uh, Demolition Man plays a ridiculously important role in that. And uh, kind of everything you need to know about Demolition Man is is, is right there. He's a fantastic character. He's, he's known for not bathing, for not having very good hygiene. Yeah. Also... We all gotta be known for something, right? Also... Uh, <laughs> you either die here or live long enough to also, come live he is, <laughs> he is number one nemesis to Simon Phoenix. So, there's also that. Right. Uh, the <laughs> uh, 
I thought it was great. I fucking, I was like, this guy is fantastic. Yeah, like, that's exactly what I would do as a kid. I was like, I'll have fucking Daredevil's costume and Wolverine. This fucking guy doesn't know what the shells are for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely does not know what the shells are for. He doesn't know what the soap is for. He doesn't know any of that shit. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was an honorable mention. Let's go going to number one. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. We're going to start off with the number ones, but we got to go to the timer because we're running a little long here. So let's yeah. go out to the timer. Uh, we got a five-minute timer going on. Uh, David, what is your number one? All right. My number one, it was mentioned earlier. Um, it's Sam Wilson, Falcon. Oh, wasn't it mentioned by you? No, it was mentioned by oh. Mike. My, Mike said that he didn't really consider Falcon a yeah, it doesn't count uh, a sidekick. <laughs> so, um, I I went back and forth on whether or not he was a sidekick. I, I kind of had that sort of like internal struggle with me. And here's the thing: Falcon didn't get his own series, and it was a, a four issue miniseries until the mid '80s. He only ever appeared in Captain America or the Avengers. So, um, in all fairness, he was a minority. So, yeah. <laughs> hey. um, I'm gonna get your own shit. <laughs> uh, and then he he wouldn't get his own series again until he became Captain until America. Until out, right? So, um, I on on that basis alone, I I, I think you know the fact that he. he he really doesn't have his his own book. I think he's got one now. Um, I, I've kind of mm-hmm. not kept up with comics in the last couple of years. Um, but his introduction in um, in the late sixties is um, incredible for uh, for so many reasons. You know, he's he's the first um, black character in in a in a mainstream comic book. Like there were underground comics that had characters, um, uh, black characters, but he was the first one in a mainstream comic book. And black Panther, say that again. Does he precede Black Panther? Uh, n- no, but Black Black Panther is. Oh, you're right. So Black Panther does come before him because yeah. Black Panther comes out in. Um, I think it's. Fantastic Four, in uh, like like a year or two before him. Um, so he's 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 got this this interesting tie into like what is going on with the civil rights movement and Captain America. Like you were saying, Neri, like he's he's not he's not a government man. He's not a G man. Yeah. He is always going to fight for social justice. He's always going to fight for, for freedom. He's always going to do what, what America stands for, not what America says it's, it, it, it stands for. Right. Um, well, it's the other or, way around. It's what America says it stands for. It's not what actually America actually. Okay. Says. Yeah. Right, that's, right, that, right, that's, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, just because the president tells him, Hey, we should be doing this. Doesn't mean that that's what he's going to do. In fact, he's butted head with, with, with many a president. So, um, so Sam Wilson gives him like, uh, almost like a, like a wake up call reality check to what is actually going on in the United States in the sixties. And this is shortly after he wakes up from, from being frozen. And, and it's a, he finds that it's a very different sort of America to the one that, uh, that he left. Wait, Sam um, was also frozen. 
No, no, no. Captain America was. Frozen. Oh, thank God! I was like, man, they went to the. <laughs> <laughs> no, they went to that well too many times. Freeze yeah. them all. <laughs> so, um, he uh, he does. He is very much like his own man. I'm not sure how much he learns from Cap. Uh, so I think that sort of like uh, yeah, master and, and apprentice relationship isn't necessarily there. They, they are more like equals because as much as he learns from Cap, Cap also learns from him. So there, there's this there's this really interesting dynamic in the relationship. And he pretty much follows. They're like ride or die. The way that Foggy Nelson is for Matt, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Uh, for, for Matt Murdock, for um, for Daredevil, they are for each other. But not just as as Sam and Steve, but as Falcon and as Captain America. Uh, in fact, for I mean, as 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 incredible the friendship that he had with uh, with Bucky was, Falcon's been there with him longer. Yeah, no, and- like I uh, the 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 only issue I have with this pick, I think it's a spectacular pick. The only reason mm-hmm. he didn't make my actual is the same reason that. Dick Grayson did And it's just because of the fact that Sam Wilson as a character was very much his own big thing. And I get that that's not necessarily with his own book, but that Sam Wilson very much was, he, he stood, he stood apart from, from Captain America at times. And I felt like Dick Grayson went on to stand apart from Batman. So that's the only reason I, I, I didn't include I it. I get that. I, I think to, to kind of support my point, we very infrequently see him do his own thing, though. Mm. As much True as he's his Dick Grayson did move on to his own right. city. Dick Grayson moves on and he does other things, and we get to see those things aside from Batman. He did it better than Batman. Yeah, 100%. You're goddamn 100%. right he did. He fixes Bloodhaven. Yeah, yeah. Bloodhaven yeah. is a fucking yeah. crimeless city anyway. <laughs> Uh, but where where the, like we see that with with Dick Grayson, we don't see that with Sam Wilson, unfortunately. Where had we seen more of Sam Wilson on his own adventures, his own crime fighting, I, I we wouldn't be having this. It, it, mm-hmm. My my number one would be a completely different pick. But because yeah, because we don't get to see it, because we see him as his own man, as his his own superhero but always alongside Captain America. I mean, we're talking about from the late 60s until he gets his own Captain America book in in 2015. Mm. You know? So, I mean, that's a significant period of time to basically be tied to another person. And let's not forget that even though there's been three people who have officially been Captain America, right? Captain Bucky and, and Sam, the only person who Steve chose to be Captain America after him was Sam, not Bucky. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's the incredible. Bucky's got mental issues, bro. You don't want Bucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't He's want Bucky being Cap issues. either. Well, you know, uh, what's that's, the U S agent guy? The... He was technically Captain America. No, bro. but he, but he wasn't, ah, bro. He, he was, he was, he was also, club. He was not Bradley. America, he was not Isaiah like, Bradley. Now I'll give you that one. I, I will give you Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. But he wasn't an official Captain America, so it doesn't really right. count. But well, and, and then there there were the uh, like the counterfeit Captain Americas, the, right. the the guys pretending to be Steve Rogers, the Lieutenant America, the Sergeant, <laughs> the Sergeant General America, yeah. <laughs> PS Private Captain America. <laughs> yeah, there was you know Lieutenant Louisiana and yeah. a Major <laughs> Montana. There, it's all the states. 
underneath. Yeah. There's a Captain <laughs> North America. There's a Captain South America. There's a Captain... It's Capitan South America. Capitan yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Sur America. That's a good pick, though. I like fucking. Thanks. thanks. I, I do, too. Like, I can't be, I can't be upset with the pick. It was just always one of those things that... Uh, it was very similar to the idea of Dick Grayson becoming Batman that pissed me off was that like Dick Grayson had gone on to do his own thing as Nightwing mm-hmm. and it wasn't an upgrade for him to become Batman. And it really pissed me off that he became Batman instead of Jason Todd because Jason mm-hmm. Todd never moved on to do his own thing. I felt very similarly when Sam Wilson became Captain America. It's like he had established himself as Falcon moving on to, to kick Captain America seemed weird, but um, yeah. We- Take it up, we take it up more than five minutes. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Sam Wilson, uh, but then again, I don't know him from the comics. I already know him from what the movies have given me, and I think he's meh at best. Uh, all right, so the uh, border, what do you got for your number one? My number one is the ultimate and sidekick. However, I did pick just one of them. My number one is Robin, but it is specifically Tim Drake's Robin. Mm. Yeah, Tim Drake did go on to be Red Robin, but that's not what he's remembered at. I love his restaurants. Uh, <laughs> Red Robin. Yep. yep. Um, Tim Drake as Robin was absolutely incredible down to the fact that he became Robin partially because of the fact that he discovered who Batman was because yeah. he was such a latchkey kid. They didn't have shit to do other than investigate stuff. His parents were both archaeologists, I believe, and were constantly away for yeah. months at a time. And Tim Drake was a latchkey kid. And he had seen the flying Graysons when he was a kid. He figured out who Robin was. That led him to then figure out who Batman was. And his ability, like when you look at Batman as the ultimate detective, right? The guy's got eidetic memory and all of this. Tim Drake was, he was the ultimate in sidekick because he was Batman without the psychopathy, which yes, Nightwing went on to become, but Nightwing was his own thing. And so Tim Drake flourished as a Robin because he was so young that he, he developed all of these abilities so young that he needed a mentor. And so when he became a Robin, he was standalone, a great fucking superhero, but he needed a mentor because he was so young and that, uh, that frontal, that frontal lobe was still developing, right? Like he needed somebody to teach him right and wrong. Was Batman the person to do that? That's debatable, (laughs) but (laughs) he latched on to Batman because that was who he figured out. And as his parents, you know, his mom died, I believe his dad slipped into dementia. He had a whole series of issues that Tim Drake went through, but Ultimately, when you think about Robin, the idyllic Robin that you have in your head, well, the name that might pop into your head is Dick Grayson. The nope. actual image of what you're thinking of as a Robin it's Tim is Drake. Tim Drake. And so Tim there Drake wore the little underwear. Tim Drake wore the little underwear. No, he didn't wear the little underwear. Don't put it in my fucking head, bro. Chainmail underwear, too. Can you imagine the chafing that Dick Grayson had to put up with? We can't all be Burt Ward. But what Tim Drake did at Robin 
elevated the idea of a sidekick because of the fact that Tim Drake very much could lead the Teen Titans and the and uh, Young Justice and all of these other books that he went on to do aside from being just Red Robin and and Robin in general. But Tim Drake was the epitome of what is a Robin and the fact that he was so good on his own, but he needed guidance and that's what batman provided he was a missile and batman was the later the laser guiding system Mm -hmm. that sent tim drake in the right direction and so you you're right when we very first started this episode we said this could be a mountain of robins and there could even be honorable mentions but the idyllic robin is tim drake and that's why he's my number one who you to you, <laughs> hey, we, we've always said, "Hey, every, everybody's got their mountain." You got your mountain. I got my mountain. <laughs> you got your mountain. I got my mountain. <laughs> all right. So, uh, but, uh, no, fair enough. Absolutely. And like, like we said, this could all be Robins because they've all had their high points. They've all been amazing at what they do. It, Tim Drake is just my Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Mike. What do you got, man? Uh, I might get shit for this, but we've said that all this whole episode, but I don't give a fuck because Alfred motherfucking Pennyworth is oh, the ultimate. Such a good fucking How are you not going to have the ultimate guy who has your back is Alfred motherfucking Pennyworth. The, the only reason I, I didn't bring him up in honorable mentions is because I thought he might be Dave's number one. Uh, he is an honorable mention for me, but I honestly God thought he might be Dave's number one, so, so I in, didn't say him. In season two of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's like, oh, I get to be your Alfred to your to your Batman. And then somebody else was like, you pick Alfred instead of Robin? And he goes, Alfred gets to uh, cook up all his meals and then gets to... <laughs> Take ho- take the girl take all the girls home and have and 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 get all the dish. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Alfred's got fucking AKs. He don't give a shit. Alfred, Alfred has no code of ethics. Alfred yeah. is SAS. He's the fucking super spy. Yes, but then he's sir. also he's also like the father figure for. And he for, can make a hell of a grilled cheese sandwich, my friend. Make a hell of a grilled cheese sandwich. There has it's never been. Swat, it's supposed to be cold. There has never been a bad cinematic. Alfred, every Alfred has been good. Mm -hmm. There's it is such a flawless character. It's such a perfectly versatile representation. You could literally be even even the Gotham show. I love the dude that plays Alfred. They're all good. And the character itself as this kind of like um, over like just supremely devoted he does have a code of ethics, but it's it's like in D and D alignment, he's like a chaos. He's like lawful neutral, where he has a code, but he he'll fuck somebody up. He'll break laws. He's like, but he has a code of like that's above what the laws of man are. It's you his know? code. Like yeah. he's gonna protect this house. That's what he's paid to do. We must protect this <laughs> house. Yes. <laughs> ah! uh, Alfred, anyway, he's the he's the most deceptively badass character in comic books i fucking love alfred and then in the later like in the later representations of him of course like i like i said earlier all my shit gets jumbled together you see 
um even like the the michael keaton batmans where yeah. where he's this kind of older refined gentleman but he just seems to know everything he seems yeah. to be on top of everything then later when it's and he's like, a good dj he has one of my favorite lines in that movie where uh where like you know bruce is clearly like on the war path with joker and he tells him i i have I have no desire to spend my last remaining years mourning the loss of old friends or their sons. And he kind of puts in, in Bruce like that sort of feeling like he might as well have punched him in the fucking yeah, mouth. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And He's even, so even, in good. The, even in the newest trilogy, you know, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. That's Alfred. That's not Batman. That's Alfred. Yeah. And he had like I do love the Michael God, such a good pick. Yeah, I, I was like I was like, how have you guys not said this yet? <laughs> Alfred is the fucking best. Thus concluding my Batman related mountain for all Batman related it's the, picks. It's the Bat Family. Uh, yeah, I like Alfred. Uh, I dug him in Zack Snyder's uh, uh, interpretation as He's well. Great, yeah. One of my favorite lines in Zack Snyder's. Uh, Justice League is when uh, Batman and Bruce introduces Alfred to or everybody to Bruce to Alfred. I'm sorry. And Bruce says, hey, everybody, this is Alfred. And then he says he takes a a quick pause and he says, I work for him. Yeah. And I thought that was such a fucking great line. I legitimately I was like, I don't get emotional superhero movies for whatever reason. It's not because they're superhero movies. I just I haven't. It hasn't happened often. Uh, But I remember thinking like, oh. What a that, good that's a that's like it well, hits in the feels. It hits and it, the feels. Even, even in the comics, like in uh, Nightfall, right? Like Bane figures out who Batman is, and he, he comes up with this whole plan to break Bruce, Bruce Wayne as a human, and he shows up at Wayne Manor, and Alfred is still the last line of defense. Like Alfred went toe to toe with Bane for yeah. yeah. Alfred is my number well, one. It's, it's by why far. It's why he leaves Bruce. Right. Yeah. He, he tells him. He says, "You you can't go up against this man. I, yeah. I will. I will not watch you die." And when when Bruce decides to go through with it, he says, "You know, this I, is I, such I a good pick. I, and I didn't even consider it, and I'm so like like this, like when 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 I said Foggy, and you were like, oh, I should have thought of him. Right now, I'm having the exact same feels about your mm-hmm. Alfred Pennyworth pick because, goddamn, this is so good. This is, it is such it is a, a good pick. pick. Yeah." Everybody thinks of the plucky young sidekick, not the refined be- gentleman the butler. Gentleman, yes, uh, sir. I just need my motherfuckers who, you know, yeah, he's good. Good pick. Oh, um, oh god damn. I'm, oh, I'm angry at my picks right now because I was never considered to counterbalance Batman. <laughs> it was literally created. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let me see here. Hold on. Uh, oh, all right. Shit, so, to complete. Uh, the number ones. My number one pick is Robin. You guys said Damian Wayne. Yes. Sir. Uh, as soon picture. as this match started, I was like, Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. I motherfucking love Damian Wayne. There is nothing I don't love about the kid. Uh, he's fucking brash. He's so fucking. He's he 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 refuses to fucking. Oh, Jack. He's God, the anti-Batman. Uh, he he's uh yeah. He really much is. He gives Batman a bunch of shit. He uh he um he's like Robin, but like fuck you. Yeah. His story is so fucking cool because he's like, I'm Batman's son who Batman didn't even know he fucking had. Here he is 
kicking his own fucking mom. He's like, hi, mom. Pow! Kick in the face, bitch! <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's just, I don't, I love this shit. I love the story arc. I was completely new to Damian Wayne. I didn't know what the fuck what Damian Wayne was when I started reading New 52, and I I mean, I collected a lot of the New 52 books, um, and a lot of them were fucking Batman books, because he has so fucking many of them, um, but I just love, love Damian Wayne. Uh, he's another one that they fucking uh, that, that got killed, and then they fucking brought back, and it was that whole story arc, that whole storyline was beautiful, was awesome, uh, but I love everything about Damian Wayne. Um, I was all pre Damian Wayne. I didn't like the little, little kids as Robin. Cause I mm. it just didn't seem believable. I didn't like Carrie, whatever the fuck her name was as Robin, because Kelly, I just, Carrie Kelly, Carrie yeah. Kelly. I didn't like her because she was too small and like visually, I'm like, it's a child. Even if a child punches me, like how fucking like it ain't going to hurt. Like this is bullshit. Like the suspension of disbelief was not like I could, I'm fine with a man flying with a fucking cape, but I don't, like a child hitting you is doesn't but then damien came along and the fact that his backstory was in the fucking league of shadows and the whole fucking like i just i bought it man hook line of sinker i'm fucking in david hates this pick and i'm i'm okay with that but i adore fucking I damien hey are you guys discussing picks behind our backs no we've talked about we've talked I was about say I felt a little bit i'm like I feel no we tried We've talked a, about uh, comic books for years, Dave and I, and and I know his feelings on like he loves fucking Carrie, and I think she's fucking whack, and I she, I, she, I love Damien, and he thinks he thinks that she that he's fucking whack. So like we have contrasting views of, on many things, but uh, Robins are definitely up there. Uh, if you wouldn't have let me pick Alfred Pennyworth, I would have picked Batman from Batman Beyond, but it's a TV show. Hey, but yeah, but give a comic. It's yeah. also yeah, it's also yeah, yeah. But yeah. Much, um, the, much the same way that Harley Quinn, right? Like uh, Harley Quinn started in. Uh, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take away from. No, no, uh, it's, fine. it's fine. I just love Damian. I, I love I, everything about him. I, I love will him. say that one of the coolest character introductions of all time is Damian Wayne because he was introduced. Um, I mean, technically, he has like a one-panel introduction in uh, the the Birth of the Demon. Uh, it's a good run. Uh, yeah, it was it's, a good run. You're not it's wrong. fantastic. How, however, his his first true introduction is in Batman number six hundred and sixty six, where it flashes forward like fantastic uh, like, fucking like, cover like by the way. Years. If you got one, frame it. Yeah, it's 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 Damien in like this like weird Batman trench coat with like this like menacing cow, and all of Gotham is burning. <laughs> And he's, he's just like a twisted, demented Batman. And and that was like really fucked up and really awesome to read it. Uh, but I just as, as Robin, I can't get into it. But mm. I know a lot of people can. And, and I, I see the appeal, even though it's not. And he's, he's carried on to do such great things as a character that we've talked about the animated movies, that Batman uh, versus Robin movie where Damien mm-hmm. fucking held his own. Yeah, 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 there's, that's, there's six, 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 that's six, the six. cover. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that that Batman versus Robin movie, like Damien went toe to toe with Batman, like they straight squared up. And he's a kid, and he <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he could go. And, see, and that's why the, his backstory of him being with the League of Shadows or uh, whatever they're called, League of Assassins, League of Assassins, and everything is fucking. So League of Assassins, every like that backstory to me, the fact that he was uh, for for the first. 
X amount of years was raised by his mom, which is an assassin, and his fucking grandfather, which is fucking a demigod assassin. Like all of the shit to me makes sense. Like, oh, it's not just a child punching you in the face now. Now it's something that's different. Um, I, I love them. I he there's a there's a movie, um I don't one of the animated movies, which is um uh I believe it's bad. Was it Batman vs. Justice League or some shit? Or um, I, I own it. Uh, and it's fucking st- great where he gets sent off as a punishment to the to the Titans. And yeah. then, and then and the, it was a Titans versus JLA. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I, I, that's where I'm remembering. Oh, so fucking good movie. Such he's a good great movie. character in that one, too. Oh, so good. But that's what he is in the comics. He's that fucking kid where he's like, he has an attitude problem. He does a fucking, because he's young. He, he's young. He has that fucking, like, I'm not going to. Oh, but he, I was talking about the guy. I'm sorry. I meant the voice. Whoever did the character voice for him in that movie is fucking. The, the, it's like so good. Like, yeah. 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 But I, anyways, that's my number one. So um, number ones were Falcon uh, for Captain America, Tim Drake's Robin with, from Batman, Alfred's Batman. Uh, and Damian Wayne's Batman. Uh, so we got to go. What uh, Barbara Gordon gets a spot, and Robin gets a spot, right? and and Harley Quinn gets and a Harley spot. Quinn gets a spot. The so fucking Bat Family. So it's Batgirl. Uh, no, just Barbara Gordon. Oh no, no Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> no Batgirl. I chose Batgirl. Uh, and then um, who else? Har- Harley Quinn Harley, gets it. Harley, Harley, Quinn. Harley Quinn. And we got we got to say Robin gets spot right. Just a domino mask because there have been Rob- multiple Robins. Picked. Yeah, because I, I said like, Jason Todd. You said yeah. I said Tim Drake. Tim you Drake, said Jason you Todd. Said- he says Damian Wayne. So I feel like the Robin domino mask yeah. has got to get a spot. But, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's that's I would I would give that. Yeah. yeah there's a uh, so the one the other picks are a lying cat, uh, a truth cat. Uh, <laughs> I feel like for the last spot, we gotta go Alfred or Foggy, like just just a normal guy who's his boy's writer. It, it cannot it cannot be another bad family member. I mean, it's it's, it's all it's, it's all, bad all family. the bad family. So we it's so we gotta go Foggy. Harley Quinn is not bad family. No, but she's but she's, but bad, she's, she's, she's bad family. She's, bad, no. she's Batman related. She's Batman adjacent. She's not Batman family. That's not Batman. We gotta go, Foggy Nelson. I'm gonna see your Foggy Nelson with Sam Wilson. I like uh, I like Abe Sapien, dude. I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, I like. I Abe can't Sapien. be mad. I you know, he was on my list. I can't be mad at the. Abe I like Abe Bobby Rocksteady, bro. All I'm saying. No, I think I think I think Abe is a I think Abe is a solid pick. I know he was on my list, but First Abe all, went on to do great things. But his beginning and his end were at Hellboy's side. Can we all admit that Alfred is the best choice, but we're making exceptions to include? I don't think it. I don't think I'm not going with that exception. Alfred is the best fucking fucking choice. Yo, I'll throw some weight behind Mike on this. I will will fight all of you. The Batman pick. I will jump behind Mike on that. There's nothing wrong with a whole Batman mountain. Hang on a second. If we if if we do that, do you get a perfect mountain, Mike? No, 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 no. no. I I I do not have a perfect mountain. No, he. His picks include uh, who was in picks. Actually, technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. So, you, you know, you know what? To, oh yeah, his pick you know, is all bad. To give you to give you a perfect mountain, I'd say sure because I love Alfred. I love the pick. So, and if it means you getting a perfect mountain, 
All right. I am I, so shocked that I am getting this. I could, I could, if look, it means I like Marvel not being on this mountain, I'm okay with it. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I, I hate that Marvel won't be on the mountain. I, as much as as Man. much as I don't want it to be an all DC mountain, Alfred is a great pick listen, for that last spot. Listen, you can say what you want about DC. You can say what you want about their movies, but they have the best fucking villains, and they have the best fucking and they have the best rogues gallery, and they have the fucking best sidekicks. The best sidekicks, man. This is a sidekick and, and mountain. The it's the sidekick. I, I think they have the most sidekicks, but having the most doesn't necessarily yeah. make them the best. I think we just proved otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can honestly throw weight behind Alfred. I I I appreciate that everybody. I, like I said. Abe's beginning and end are at Hellboy's side, but Alfred has always been there with never run, with never having a run outside of Batman, mm-hmm. where Abe did. So Alfred might not be the worst fourth pick. Alfred's ride or die, baby. All right, Alfred. Alfred raised him. So I'll, I'll, throw, I'll, I'll throw behind Alfred. Our final win. mountain is Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Robert Robert Gordon, and Alfred. <laughs> part of the Robin, Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Give me some air horn for my perfect mountain. Ba, 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 ba. Air horns, baby. Uh, yeah. Once I put Bob up there, I was like, "There's, I'm not getting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew I wasn't gonna get a perfect. Oh, yeah, mountain. Yeah, I, I've got fucking my... the kid yeah. from Dick Tracy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just glad Rocksteady and Bebop went over as well as it did. I thought I thought I was gonna get oh, shit. That's, that's, that's a great pick. pick. Like, that's a great fucking pick. right. The bat, the bat family. You can't get away from it. Bruce Wayne's pull. Yes. When you got a billion dollars, everybody wants to. It's all about balls. the billionaires, bro. Because a billion is yeah. everything, man. You all got right. a billion uh, dollars, everybody wants to take our, that that's show. Our, man, that's our final month. And make sure to check us out every Monday uh, live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version, thank you very much for listening. You can check out the video. It's been saved on those, all those platforms: Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. It's everything is at backslash uh, uh, mt. Geekmore, so MT Geekmore, make sure you check that out. Check out the other podcasts on the Geekbro Network, including but not limited to. Better let me tell you, Child Like at Best with Mike Valdez, the What's Up Bro podcast with Mike and I and uh, and some other friends. Uh, make sure you uh, come back, uh, uh Make sure you come back and check out. Uh, go to geekbro.net because uh, Shiver's coming back. We're gonna bring that shit back, so it's gonna be. We got a hell of a trilogy to kick got, you off with. Yeah, we got a hell of a trilogy. Uh, check that out, and and then uh, I'm finishing up seasons. I'm recording. Recording the the second to last episode of seasons in two days from the time of this recording, uh, four years in the making, baby. We're gonna finish that off, and once we do so finish well. that, I'm gonna hit you with the next fucking uh, podcast uh, from the Geek Brothers. That's what now. we do because we're a family. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you check out Mike's uh, comedy at Mike Mercadal. Everything is at his social media is at Mike Mercadal, um, and uh, the bonus is at Punk underscore Phoenix. All of my half marathon training. Uh, so there you go. Check that out, uh, David. Uh, uh, thank you for uh, all of you. Thank you for being here. It's great. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for having us. And that's how uh, lists are made. Yeah.